I can't believe you all ranked. Oh my gosh, uh, at World's End or the World's End so low. Like I thought it was the best movie that uh, Edgar Wright's ever made. You guys just don't <laughs> get it. All right, <laughs> and no, 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 you guys second. weren't with me. I think no, you weren't with me. It was you and me. We got outvoted. You know what I, I mean? I, we were I, very I agree clear. With the audience, they they have a right to be mad. You guys are really. You guys are. Happy. I was. It was one of those. I was sleeper selling it where I wanted to say that I didn't <laughs> like the movie to see so we could get you guys all the. Sure. We got them, audience. You and me. You got got. You got got. Welcome to Kind of Funny's Edgar Wright in review. Uh, This is the final (laughs) episode for now. We will return (laughs) one day with last night in Soho when it happens. But for now, of course, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Waco Flame. Waco Flame. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. God, I love you sometimes, and other times you're just Nikki's a rapper. (sighs) Waka Flocka Flame. Yeah. Uh, We also have the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. I think we can start to aggregate all of the first words that Greg has put together to kind of mm-hmm. put together an overarching mm-hmm. story mm-hmm. of all these little things that he'll just like start off a show with. It's and like when they capitalize every letter in like a multiple pair, like, yes. you know, in a letter. And then that's yes. the real message. I'm going to mm-hmm. spell out Ragnarok if you put it all together and play it backwards. <laughs> Where, where does uh, where's Walk of Flame uh, go down? How do you spell Ragnarok with a W? <laughs> you know what? If you don't get it, you just don't get it. Yeah. Right. yeah. Hey, man. Of course, we I have Big Scarpino. What's up, guys? How you doing? Happy to and be here. Happy to be alive. The big dog, Kevin Coelho. I think he was just shortening the name, and that makes a lot of sense. He said oh, first okay. name, last name, excluded the middle name. Totally fine, right? I'm just in a hurry. You know what I mean? I don't have time for all of these names. Absolutely. Too many names. Abs- too many, too many names. names. I do appreciate, Greg, that uh, an hour ago, while I assume you were recording, uh, PS I Love You, you did just tweet out Goo Goo Blood. <laughs> and I can just hear you saying it. I get it. Just Goo Goo Blood. Exactly. Exactly it. how it I, What I like to head. do is I like to, you know, every, it's similar to what you guys just proposed here, where I like to people look at my Twitter and be like, that guy's crazy. But then people listen mm-hmm. to the podcast and they look back like, oh, he was ahead mm-hmm. of his time. He was doing it. He was making no. the jokes as if I was in the live chat watching the show with him. Speaking of like right of now, time. let's make up something. Let's make up something for me to tweet right now. What do you want? What do you want to say? Belly buttons are gross. <laughs> you, it's not. Are they gross? It's, 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 just, it's just not. <laughs> what, what is, what's your brain? It scares you. Let me ask you a question. And it's, it's, out. it's gone. One point two million people. They don't understand. We can't now, stop here's, it. Here's the secret language, everybody. If you see me tweet something, all lowercase, no punctuation. It's a podcast joke. That's what you need to know. There is a podcast happening. All right. Uh, if he does it all caps, he's lost it. Everybody <laughs> run. Everybody <laughs> run. <laughs> that I, was I, that was a genuine laugh of me catching myself off guard. <laughs> Clear the mechanism. What do you want to say to the world? Belly, Belly buttons, buttons are gross. gross. Nick, Nick Scarpino from. Kind I of actually, funny. Have, I have a question for Andy. Andy, if you had 1.2 million Twitter followers. Would you just throw a caution to the wind with reckless abandon and just tweet out belly buttons are gross? Would you think to do that? And an hour and a half ago, goo goo blood. <laughs> 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 oh my God. You can watch this show for free by going to youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. If you want to listen to it, search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny reviews and we will be there for you. But if you want to get the show early as we are recording it ad free, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like our Patreon producers, Graham of Legend, David Mintel, Al Tribesman, Cassandra Ramirez, Sven McHale, James Davis, and 
the nanobiologist all did thanks to all of their support in the month of january we were able to hit so many of our goals including a whole bunch of upcoming uh in review franchises and since this is the last week of edgar wright i'm very 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 excited to announce the next in review that we will be doing kev can you get this ready so we can check out the intro yeah give me a second because I remember I like, we, we talked about it. and then Meanwhile, I, we are uh, also doing Indiana Jones in review. That will return. Um, you guys will see that. These are the Friday. first movies Blessings ever watched. Mm-hmm. Movies. Movies. <laughs> 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 I want to fucking be on oh, Greg's man. level so hard. Greg, reply right. to that tweet you just put <laughs> out with just movies. <laughs> I'm on it, Andy. All right, all right, we ready? We will be be continuing with Indiana Jones in review and this highly, highly requested. You spelled it wrong. Before you you do that, do we want it just full screen covering everything? How do you smell it? Do I want what? Do you want it just full screen covering everything? It doesn't matter. This is fine. Okay. But uh, it's a a very, very anticipated in review series. Here we go. We are going to be ranking and reviewing every single Pornhub video that there is. Excellent. Uh, Nick, I was you, born you requested for this, this uh, personally, and so many people backed you up. So uh, we're going to start. It will be one video a week, so I don't know how long. This is going to be a, a very long in review, Well, if we, uh, if obviously. We, if, if you guys uh, consume porn at the rate that me and Andy consume porn, then we can be done in about a week and a half probably. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> obviously, this is not real, but... The idea came up between me, Cameron, Kennedy, and Carter Harrow. Like, we're fucking doing it. We're going to put resources towards this high-quality <laughs> That joke. took seven hours of work. That <laughs> I, love, I love so much. So here's the thing, chat. You got to be cool. Everyone has to be cool because what we're going to do is on April Fool's Day, we're going to tweet this video out. I love it. I do think we could have had a, if you love kind of funny, you'll love kind of funny live. <laughs> That's great. Oh, That's God. really funny. That's but, really funny. Cameron nailed it with the with the the beer falling over on the laptop. Can you play it one more time, Kev? Oh wow! I didn't even recognize that. That's there's fantastic. a lot. Of, there's a lot going on here. Yeah, mm-hmm. such an inside story, man. Again, we hate audio listeners. Look at this. This is wild. I think it's a listen to it. Mophies. <laughs> it's so good, so good. But now, okay, Kev, can you please play the next video now? That is the actual next in review man that that, that pornhub that pornhub motion graphics has no business being as good as it actually is it is like the real fire. one every time i see it i'm like who the fuck did that like how can i follow <laughs> this person oh wait there it is nasty let's fucking go magic mike one and two which i forgot was called magic mike double xl very exciting to watch this for the first time uh we'll start that next week but for now we're finishing out edgar wright in review with baby driver with a runtime of one hour 53 minutes released on june 28th 2017 uh directed once again by edgar wright a budget of 34 million dollars a box office of $226.9 million. A fun thing here is the studio pressured Edgar Wright to cut the foot chase scene because the movie was starting to go over budget. And Wright was like, no, 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 take it nope. out of my salary. We got to make this all Damn. happen. Damn. That's cool. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, it was nominated for a ton of awards, uh, including three Academy Awards, Best Film Editing, Best Sound Editing, and Best Sound Mixing, but did not win any of them. 
people. Before we get too far into this, Andy Cortez, what did you think about Baby Driver? Once again, a good ass movie. I've seen it multiple times. I think it's like maybe like my fifth or sixth time. Uh, it's just a movie that is really well paced. There's a couple of moments that don't make a whole lot of sense, but you you kind of just brush it off because the movie's entertaining and fun and fast and um yeah it's just a movie i dig i think it's uh so you feel the kinetic energy when you're watching it and i remember we all watched it together at draft house and it was cool kind of re- remembering the moments that the crowd popped for <clears throat> and and kind of just feeling that again uh just a really really fun movie and i i'm glad it exists because it's one of those that i think is really fun to rewatch and introduce the people of like Hey, I like I don't you may never have heard of this Edgar Wright guy, but um oh, you don't care about action movies? Oh, you don't care about car movies? Who gives a shit? This is just a good movie. <laughs> like period. You don't have to be into any genres to I think enjoy it. It's just fun and uh really interesting. Kev. It's it's phenomenal. It's one of those movies that's like the the editing isn't like over the top where it was i think with uh you know some of the other movies that he's done but like it's so everything like it's like the fine tuned version of of uh, the last movie we just saw not the last one the one before that Scott Pilgrim Scott Pilgrim, where, Scott Pilgrim. yeah where it's just it flows so well together in a way that isn't like comical or over the top and it's just it's so well made and like the characters are also like uh, John Hamm's character goes from being like, oh, he's like the nice guy in the group to like, oh, he's a murder Buddy. machine that's going to go after you like, and never going to stop. And it's like, that's the best him hair so, in the world. I yep. wanted him so oh, badly. To can be we, the good can guy. we, Andy, yeah. give me the best hair in the world song, please? I don't got one. Go ahead. You're the best <laughs> hair in the world. Dude. Everybody's going to touch your hair. You're the best hair in the world. <laughs> it rolls out the tongue. For, between between his between John Hamm's hair and everything that Jamie Foxx wears in this movie, I can't, I just can't. Like Tim, the mm-hmm. red camo jacket that Jamie Foxx wears in this yeah. is the coolest fucking thing anyone's ever worn on screen before in my life. Shout out to Jamie Foxx, just period. He's great. I, yeah, I had a moment where I was like, it's crazy how talented he is as an actor and as a successful music artist. And I was like, yeah. what did he start as? And it's kind of like he started as both. He was just like out the gate, like fuck it. I'm Dude, he was on in the living color. color. Yeah, <laughs> he awesome. was a comedic actor, so for him to be able to actually have chops in this and be really menacing in this is just it speaks volumes to to his range, man. It's what else? What else do you think like, about the I movie? Just, Nick? I just want him in more stuff. I want Jamie Foxx um, in more things. <laughs> my I, this one, I'm always lukewarm on. Uh, I watched this in theaters. I was like, it's fine. It's it's a fun. I think the action set pieces are really really fun. I think the choreography is really really creative. But I just don't vibe with the story. And truth be told, I don't really vibe with the musical choices in this, which I think is what kind of throws me off. Like I think a lot of the songs, I'm just not really familiar with the era they're drawing from. Um, and so like I I could hear the hints of the songs that have been like sampled throughout the years. And I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that was a sample for a song, so I should know that. But I think I'm just I just yeah. Whenever he starts playing music and stuff, with the exception of like the the Commodores. Or, or Barry White, I, I'm just kind of at, at a, you know, lacking in that in that regard. So I think the movie's fun. It's my second time seeing it. I don't need to see it again, uh, but I'll be interested to hear where we rank it on uh, on the list of, of the best Edgar Wright movies. Greg Miller. Hey Tim, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Can't complain. Can't complain. What did you think about Baby Driver? 
Uh, I think Baby Driver is Edgar Wright at the pinnacle of what he can do and how he directs. I think it's it's been awesome to watch the you know do in review and watch all these movies from him in you know succession right one right after another and see him learning from them and changing, adapting, and going and to get to this and have it be the final one for now. I think makes so much sense because this is the one that I watch and I'm like, he is at the top of his game and everything. The cast is phenomenal. Uh, you know, it visually is stunning. The way it's shot, the cu quick cuts we've talked about from the beginning. I feel like it's the master of all the powers he has as a director to have it uh, be the film that it is. Of course, and I, want, I do want to point this out. We didn't talk about it in this episode. We talked about it last week's episode or two weeks episode. I don't even remember. At some point, we if you're not watching all of them, we had talked about the Ansel allegations and the Kevin Spacey allegations, obviously, for both of them being trash people. And that we've talked about that. And uh, the most important thing, of course, is to not be an asshole to people, not violate people, not treat people like shit. And if you're being treated like shit, you do not deserve to be treated like shit. And you should be, uh, no, or you should know there are obviously a bunch of different resources for you to go get help. And you should talk to people and you should seek out help. No one de deserves to be treated the shittily or taken advantage of and i want to make sure we say that here so everybody understands that that we are for this edgar wright and review separating art from artists right like it's very hard to watch kevin spacey in a film or whatever and i don't want to act like we're not going to talk about it at all or touch on any of it i think it's important to talk about it but it is this thing that like fucking john ham destroys in this thing right uh ansel uh who i don't know from adam obviously i think is so good in this the girl he plays against is so good in this uh jamie fox john bernthal even kevin spacey who is creepy on another level for different reasons but in this movie creepy as that that character as well like i i i've this is only my second time seeing baby driver but it was so it was coming up to this right hey will it shine as bright as i remember it because i do remember really liking it and it totally did and i you know it was one of those things that i was like oh man i gotta get on spotify and follow the playlist for this and everything else like i think this movie is just fantastic yeah, I'm definitely closer to to Nick than it seems like you guys are on this one where I love so many elements of it and I feel like when it is shining and is pure Edgar Wright, it's really, really, really strong and is like a f super fun music video. But I think that it is one of those things when you look at it as a whole movie, it's like really just like, it's fun and it's pretty cool, but it's not uh, as as the, the sum of its parts is the whole thing where I'm like every little every individual element of this is so great like debatably 10 out of 10 but when you put it together it just doesn't work for me as a as a whole and it, it definitely bums me out because I think there's a lot of plot choices character choices that are made where I'm like this just seems weird and uh, I love the music in this one and I love the the way that it edits and and all that stuff but I just think that it's kind of lacking uh a heart to it it just kind of feels like style for style's sake if and I can jump in right there with you, you, you do nail it. That is one of my things that I, I find myself, you know, we're not to rankings yet, obviously, but as such a Shaun of the Dead fan, as such a Hot Fuzz fan, I think this movie is the song, like him at the full height of his powers, but I do think the heart is lost. Where it is like, this is a Hollywood movie, which is great and comes with different things to it, and it's not as like, shoestring is Shaun of the dead or clearly a buddy picture as hot fuzz and i mean behind the scenes buddy picture and that there that does resonate with me that yeah it, it it is this thing but does it have the heart sorry tim and i mean with the with the heart to me it's kind of just like i don't even want to say it's style over substance because i do think that there is substance here i just don't vibe with the substance mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and when you look at all of his movies i think they work best when it is very uh dialogue focused and and character driven in the way that like they're the everything that the different characters are saying to each other is 
part of the whole thing and part of the experience and part of the editing and part of like the Edgar Wright-ish essence of the whole thing. And I feel like the taking the British side out of it and it this being just like a purely American movie kind of, I feel like makes a lot of the style not as added up together to like working for me. You, where, you can say it's him. Americans are boring. We, we know. We know. I mean, it, yeah, yeah. We just I work mean, all day in the fields, yeah. come home to our modest log cabins and go to bed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's a beautiful Norman Rockwell painting you got in your head right now. Even just like with the action stuff, I think like the action is phenomenal and the choreography to the music and to all of that is so great. But I think that where it falls apart for me is they this is a fantastical world it's a musical like every single thing that's happening is to the beat of music and it's like that's some weird sci-fi shit that's like <laughs> not really explaining that's fine i'm okay with that but that feels like it fits more in like a scott pilgrim type world and we have these characters that are that take themselves so seriously that it, i feel like it just doesn't work for what totally, the world's yeah. actually set up especially with the way the, this movie ends and i'm kind of like i don't know not not I always, I, the, every time i watch this movie it ends and i'm just like damn like how, how everything that, about yeah. this is awesome but it just doesn't work for me and i feel like the pitch of this movie and the premise the the conversation in the diner between uh baby <coughs> and deborah where they're talking about how many songs have their name in it i'm like obviously this to me feels like the edgar wright's entire vision for this where right. he thought about that he's like fuck that's really cool then he started listening to some songs and was like oh i can totally see a cool action scene and that's what this whole movie ends up being which is cool but i feel like the movie never is as good as that back and forth of, of dialogue at the diner i, um, I agree I, yeah i'm right I, there with you tim like I, I remember watching the movie drive um and thinking it was going to be so when I so I watched Drive right, and I, my expectation of Drive is what is what sort of Baby Driver is. And then of course Baby Driver comes out, you know, six seven years later, and I watch Baby Driver, and I'm kind of glad it, it, that Drive wasn't that right. Drive did was much more of a character study, and I think that's kind of I think that's where this movie kind of falls apart for me a little bit because I don't Baby's just such a weird character that doesn't necessarily hit on a deep level for me. And then we'll talk about the ending once we get there, which is just, man, he, I just feel like Edgar Wright had a couple of problems with endings there toward the last couple of movies that he made. But I do, I, I just to paint the film uh, in a positive manner. I'm sorry, Kevin, to keep cutting you off. No I love the fact that the whole movie, the whole premise of the movie is from the escape driver's perspective. I love that we never go into yeah. the bank. We never yeah, go yeah. into those yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really so cool. cool. And then again, just to highlight the absolutely stunning choreography with all the cars is just so cool. some of the best I've ever seen in any films. Uh, I just wanted to say that like earlier, Nick, you were saying that like none of the songs really hit with you. I a hundred percent agree with that where like i felt like every song was like oh that's that's an interesting choice i remember i think when we when we walked out of i was like i think i was talking to tim when I, and i told him like i was like it sounds like like all the songs like he wanted to do this without like like any expensive songs and tim was like no no, no the songs came first which to me is just a little odd because i feel like it would have meant more like the the movie would have had more heart if like the songs like were stronger hits i feel like uh what uh, guardians of the galaxy like the first one like a lot of those songs were older and we hadn't heard in a while but like they all when they came up i was like oh shit like this old song that is super cool right. and i had forgotten about yeah and that like adds so Max much. break the chain right yeah. i always remember that where i'm like every time i listen to that i'm like god what a great song and it gets you back into that and i'm sure to edgar wright that is what it is right i'm sure these songs hit on on a very personal level with him and he, maybe 
perhaps he grew up listening to them and was like, everyone should absolutely know these songs. And a lot, to be fair, a lot of these songs are classics. And then when you hear it, you're like, oh, shit, I haven't heard that Barry White song in a hot second or the Commodores or any other ones I recognize. Uh, and I'm sure all of them are very, very, you know, in their own right. There's probably people watching this going, dude, how could you not know X, Y, and Z song? But for me, it's just music's such an intimate thing that it either works for you or it doesn't. And if he had picked stuff that was a little bit, a little bit more contemporary, like maybe 80s and 90s, obviously for me, that would have been amazing. I would have been like, this is the greatest movie ever made. I'm, I'm way more on Greg's side with it, where it got me interested in those songs that I had never heard. Yeah. And they but are I do... so, they're so catchy for me that I still, this, I'm waking up and I'm hearing you know, several of the songs that are going on. Um, go ahead, Greg. I do agree. I, I'm still with Andy and I still want to listen to these songs. And yada, yada. But I do agree that they don't, and I, I'm not, I don't, I can't tell you why, that they don't hit like Guardians did. Mm-hmm. And I do feel, even watching it, it was that thing of like <clears throat> watching Baby Driver wanting to have it get to the hook of a song and me be like, I know this jam we're in. Cause it was yeah. that way for guardians. You know, the example I always think of is uh, uh Yondu at the end when he's whistling, what well, he's whistling and rockets controlling. Right. And the thing's going and it's the South of the border. You know, it came to that man. Who's that? You know, it Valmoose Jose's on his way. Uh, that, that was like, I, I, when I heard her say, come a little bit closer, you're my, my kind of man. Yeah, I love yeah, that song. I think yeah. that's like, it, though. Like, it's but like when that not, hits in Guardians, yeah. it, no, but when that hits in Guardians, I remember being, like you're talking, Kevin, of like, oh my God, I haven't heard this song since I was a kid riding in my dad's truck listening to Dick Biondi, you know, classic oldies in Chicago. And when I when I was with my dad listening to that song, I heard it all the time. Mm-hmm. But like when I grew into my own musical taste and moved away from it, I never did. And so that's what I'm, it, like I had a, I had a base level to it. So it's unfair to judge that way, but I am in the same boat of like nothing in Baby Driver's catalog uh, is that thing of like, oh yeah, Deborah, of course. The Beck's, when they start talking about the Beck song, Deborah, and I'm like, I have no idea what the song is. And they eventually play it. I'm st- like, still no idea what the song is. The, I agree with Tim about a lot of the dialogue where um, Edgar Wright has a very poetic nature with how he writes, where so many of the conversations just would never happen in real life. And this movie has a decent amount of that, but then it quickly becomes a Western action flick with not a whole lot of the, uh, that sort of, I don't know, that, that, lovely dialogue that he's so good at writing you know we again that's that table at the seat uh, at the diner's table with uh baby and deborah is so memorable because it is sort of the epitome of that writing in this movie and there's a couple other moments where jamie fox has some really really good catchy little quips here and there that are very poetic in that nature or you know um at the very, very end where John Hamm is like, song's over, baby. You know, like, mm-hmm. I-, I love those little moments like that. There's just not enough of it because it quickly it, becomes kind of a Western action movie. But I do love, the one thing we have to talk about is I do love, even if I don't love the song choices, like, from a just personal level in terms of, like, attachment to them, I do love the way it almost plays and feels like a musical, but they're not singing. Where yeah. the gunshots are always in rhythm, right? Him tapping his feet or his fingers or whatever. Like anything that's happening that's making a noise is in the rhythm of the song and part the of it intro, almost like on the instrument. All the words, mm-hmm. the gra- graffiti mm-hmm. all over the place. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Um, I, I do want to like, I like a lot of the writing. I like how these characters talk, but I feel like maybe uh, it's like two, th- I guess it's around halfway. Uh, I feel like Kevin Spacey's character just 
just goes too far where it's like that there's a something he says in an elevator where it's like oh now you're too much of a comic book and it's just like or comic book character and it just doesn't fit like it's it, he goes from being a very real serious guy to like then kind of giving him the out and being like oh it's about love, you know, and it's just like, like that. I felt like yeah, that, that was, was a weird. I always thought that was a weird bizarre. turn too for yeah. him because yeah. he was like, I was in love once, and then he goes and takes John Hamm. What I had expected was that John Hamm's character would have been the one to help try to save him, and then Kevin Spacey killed him too because Kevin Spacey, obviously from the get go, is like that that he's, mob boss that's like going to be your friend, but really he's just going to screw yeah, you, you over can't and like leave. Get, like, get you indebted to him. You can't leave, right? Yeah. And even um, after you're done being indebted to him you still can't leave now you're just gonna get more money is what the, what it is yeah. right like also this this movie should rank uh way lower on the list because they did john bernthal just wrong how are you gonna do john bernthal he got like top he's billing. in one scene and then he's gone yeah but it was yeah. a good scene I mean, he, was he looked awesome. tough very attractive was walking you know? dead powers and then Such they just bring in Jamie Foxx to be the next guy who's just mad at Baby. It was for just no better, reason. but he yeah. was better. Like Jamie Foxx was crazy. I hate you, Baby. It's also, so I mean, much. and and this is an, this is unfortunate for me that I think one of the other things that that sticks out to me is that that just the baby character Ansel Ansel Alcourt as an actor, I just don't think meshes very well with the rest of the people that they surround him with. Um, even Lily James, who I think is has a lot more charisma in those scenes, and so a lot of those dialogue scenes for me between them kind of fall short because. She's at like a level 100 and he's coming in with a 60 level energy. And I just I, I would not have put those two on screen together and seen the I, I, Edgar. I must have seen the chemistry in them that I just simply don't see come through. I, I, I think that's part of the characterization, yeah. though. I think that's yeah. what who baby is supposed to be, because I very much so at the beginning, you kind of get that sort of nervous Tibbin nature of him. But I I think that I think the chemistry is fucking insatiable yeah me too really i think the chemistry between them two is a good word andy that's a good word couldn't spell it though nope when they're at the laundromat i was just like i believe in them so much like this feels like like, these feel like two real people that are like horny as hell can we just for a second though talk about the (laughs) laundromat scene like was that supposed to be all her clothes has she not done clothes for no, year? it wasn't supposed to be all okay. Kevin, right. they're young. They're it 22 years old. It was very color-coordinated. Very color-coordinated, yeah. But, which it's I like. I mean, Don't again, get me wrong. That, that's, that's the comic book. I feel at the end of the movie, like we're talking about how this, not the scene changes that much, but like what reality is in the movie or whatever. I don't think the rules are established super well until the very end when people start getting shot and they're not really reacting. You know what I mean? Where like uh, 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 Darling gets shot in the thing and maybe it just grazes her fine. But even when they come out of the elevator and the real shooting starts, like Kevin Spacey gets shot a couple times. Like, God damn it. And he's like, and like he dies. Don't get me wrong. But it's like you get a bit more of like what the rules we're playing with are here that I feel like we didn't have earlier. That would have been like, okay, I, why are the things going? Because it feels like La La Land with the colors yeah. at times when they're in the. Sure. Yeah. But I do feel like the the shooting was more of like, Kevin Spacey's character was meant to be like a badass, you know, guy running things. Uh, what earlier we've seen security guards and cops and yeah. other people get shot and go down right away. So I always thought like uh, also Darling, like that was like Darling's a badass. You know what I mean, she gets shot in the shoulder. She's totally fine. It's John Hamm's like, oh, yeah. you shot my or buddy's line of like, you shot my girl. Not cool. It's just. Or whatever. <laughs> I mean, you want yeah. to, to me. You want to talk about two characters or two actors that have tremendous amounts of chemistry. Those two, uh, John Hammond, uh, oh, yeah. Isa Gonzalez. Oh, yeah. Isa Gonzalez. 
holy God. calamity when oh they're in the backseat of that car yeah. and she's like remember that guy you stabbed i'm like yeah fucking which one stab him, john ham he's like which <laughs> one she's like the guy that looked at me wrong i was like yeah fucking guy looked at me wrong she goes bass just looked at me wrong i'm like oh, oh shit. it's so good he gonna kill him now yeah, and really i don't want either of these people to die i want all of them to make out but um yeah, yeah so i i I want that story. I want the story of how he went from being the financial broker, got in too oh, deep man. with gambling or whatever. When Bats and then- breaks it down and you see John Hamm just seething. I'm sorry. Let me try that again. When you see Mizzou alum John Hamm just seething <laughs> right you, there. Thank you. I was waiting it. for it. How dare Are you? fucking <laughs> kidding me right now? M-I-Z, John Hamm. He's so good. John Hamm, John Hamm and Jamie Foxx need to be in so many more movies. So guys, if, up, man. if we get a backstory, I want to be like, what's up with uh, Jamie Kennedy? Gilbert or Grape. Not, what's Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> Jamie Foxx. Jamie, Jamie, Kennedy. Kennedy. Jamie Fox's <laughs> necklace, which is just a finger. Like, what's the backstory behind that? Yeah, I, I pulled up. I his love red all the outfit. costuming and the tattoos and all that stuff. It's like it's again, it's just style and it's really freaking cool. And the uh, the best compliment I can give this movie <sighs> so is dope. the sound design is phenomenal. And I honestly, unlike anything I've ever heard, it's mixed in Atmos in the most meticulous. <sighs> Where they're actually taking songs and separating the instruments to like be wherever they need to be to like visually tell the story and have that all match up. And it is just like one of the most insane things that even if uh, you're listening, closing your eyes and just having it all happen, it feels like you're inside the music. And like that is something that I have never experienced with a, a movie before. And it's the entire way through this. And anytime that there's not music playing and you just kind of hear the ringing of the tinnitus, it's like, that's such a great choice and, and it's such a great way to immediately get you in with the main character for the movie. But one of the coolest openings, I think, to hook an audience like they just it, it. It's the characterization of a baby sitting there in the car singing along. Oh, oh, oh. And the music's fucking like sick as shit. And then you get as into the car the and it's the bell bottom song. And then all the way up until they get into the. You, you hear the radio say, look around for a red whatever, and they all get into the other car and just peace out, and the music fades away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just like, dude, what what a perfect way to get an audience into watching your movie. I think it's such a great way to not only show the characters, but just show, like, set the tone of what's going to happen in the next, you know, hour and a half or two hours. Let's get to the plot. P-L-O-T, Nikki. Is it Greg doing the plot? I don't know who's doing the plot. It's Greg. This is yeah. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Baby Driver, the movie that goes fast, but not as fast as Nick Scarpino. You know what I mean, Nick? Look at him go, everybody. Uh, so yeah, as we talked about already, uh, we opened in th- the car, and it's a, a Subaru there, and Baby Driver's sitting there, and he's just sitting there rocking the music, you know, and chilling out. You don't know what's going on, uh, and he's ha- having a good time, but inside, they're robbing the bank, and then they all run out, and they get in the car, and then we drive away, and we get a crazy thing, and everybody's like, go, baby, go, and he's like, I'm going to go, and he's going, but he's going in, he's going in rhythm to the music. He he's like, boop, boop, boop. He the rhythm is going to get you. Yeah, yeah, he goes reverse like, at go. one point. He's like, yeah, the side- sideway wheels. Yeah, real cool oof. moment. Like, like, he, like they get oof. back into the car. They get back into the car, and I think John Hammond goes, "Like go forward." Or yeah, yeah, John Burton, yeah. yeah. go forward, and he's just like, "No," in reverse into the cool ass like spin. He's just the coolest. Some of the coolest car scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Yep. So, and almost all of it was practical. There's very, very, very little actual uh, VFX shots in, in the movie as a whole. And there, I was reading this thing saying that a lot of the CG wasn't even to do crazy stuff. It was just to get the camera in places that you can't actually get it on a car to get 
the in the car shots, which is like the, all right, the, that's re- kind of cool. That reverse shot in the alleyway, or not the mm. reverse shot, but that yeah, the turn into the alleyway spin. Whoop. Oh my this, god, that's goes, beautiful as shit. Uh, uh. <laughs> like what? So he sick. flipped both times. That's how Kevin drives in his little truck. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's nothing little about Ranger Danger. All right, don't worry about it, Kevin. <laughs> I got your back. Kevin, Kevin, I want a Baby Driver remake, but it's you driving, and it's Horace the Tortoise sitting there with you. You know Horace. what I mean? Ready to come. He's making a joke about not knowing the, the turtle's name. Horace he knows the, the turtle's name. I want y'all to know that I talk to Boris quite often on Instagram DMs. All right, I'm a big fan of this tortoise, and I'm happy yeah, he's I doing heard things. About you talking but I him. do want you to know that when I reach into the old Greg Miller mailbag here to talk, I do go to Horace first, and I can't stop. It's not a joke. It's, it's a not really like not, not an actual <laughs> name, right? I have a problem. I have Horace an definitely issue, a name. And Horace, I don't Horace is a name. It's a bad name. Right? Horace, yeah. yeah, it's not great. Horace People don't Grant. Name. It's like. Horace, <laughs> Horace and Gladys were like the names that people got named in like the 1940s. They we don't were make those anymore. Yeah, we don't make those anymore. Andy, where are we at? Horace Grant. Horace Grant, dude. Bulls. Yeah, goggles. there it is. That's my NBA boy. And the big goggles, dude. He did. He did. He didn't want to get poked in the eye. Yeah. I understand. Uh-uh. So, yeah, he drives around real fast. Um, eventually, yeah, as we said, they pull in that parking garage real quick. They swap cars. Again, this is an action movie, so you will not be getting detailed recaps from Greg Miller. Please jump in whenever you want because you're all like, and he swims in. I'm like, I remember he drove fast, and it was neat. He I mean, the, neat the, driving. It's, the, it's the more moment, than that, though, man. Like, it's great. Like, no, it's a, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. I'm not saying I didn't connect with it. I, I, want, I want to like make sure that we're saying on the show like that the, the car choreography in this movie is – unrivaled like it is definitely top tier like it is as good as the gun foo stuff in john wick just applied to cars the three car the three red car moment is so cool and so clever of yeah. under the underpass him getting in front of the other one cutting it off making them switch so smart so cool and then i love there's that really neat shot where when he does pull that off they show close up of baby with john ham in the side seat being like wow that was fucking yeah. sick <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. this kid's smart yeah really really cool uh, so eventually, though, it's over, and we're back over into downtown Atlanta, and Baby go- is out on a coffee run, and the music's still playing, and he's doing cool dances and cool sidesteps, and he's just having a great time, because the mission went really well. This is another, you know, we talk about, like, uh, Edgar Wright, right, and how, like, how much I adore Shaun of the Dead's uh, opening of Shaun going to the quick stop, right, and then the next day going to the quick stop, and, you know, the juxtaposition of the same things happen, but one's zombified, one's not. I appreciate here, you know, that this is what happens when the job goes well. And he's dancing and into it and into the music and there's references to it and he's picking up the coffee and everything's great and then he sees obviously Deborah Pass trump- and he fa- does the trumpet move falls in love. He's just having a great time. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Now if you walked, if you saw this guy on the street, you think he's on drugs, but whatever, maybe he was. Uh, but all then all when it, the next job goes badly, right, and you see him go get coffee and he, like runs into a guy, he's completely out of step. He's not in line with the music. I think that's a really cool uh, mix-up of what's going on. Totally. The that one shot took 28 takes. This yeah, because it's one shot, right? Take. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's crazy. Do you, hey, this is a stupid question. I wouldn't expect you to know this. Do you know, what, was there one thing they were messing up a lot on the other takes, or was it I just like... It doesn't say all that. Okay, no. cool, 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 cool. Uh, like I said, he picks up the coffee, takes it back. It's for, they're back in, or I guess not back. This is your first time seeing it in the establishing shot of the warehouse their uh, dock is based out of. And he's got his little toy cars and his little uh, chalkboard thing and all this shit. Um, and it's, this is the debrief. They've already done the job, obviously. Gives everybody their coffee. But of course, John Bernthal. You're gonna tell me, Rick. You're gonna tell me, like from Walking Dead. We all know really well. <laughs> that was a little bit. That was a little bit too. That was, too, that was very much you. Laurel's dad. That was dad. Laurel Lance. That was Laurel Lance. Or Laurel Lance's dad. You're gonna tell me the Arrow and Oliver Queen. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. John Berthal is. It's a lot of hands on the forehead stuff. It's Let always me tell you something, Rick. He's always trying to get the the sweat off his forehead. He I mean, looks like he's, he's always had, working out. 
He looks like uh, he doesn't have cauliflower ears, but it looks like he has cauliflower ears. Sure. Like he has that type yep. of face that looks like has endured a lot of like boxing. Been, yeah, punches. boxed. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, totally, hundred percent, hundred percent. You're been right on the money there. Punched a whole bunch. Yeah. And so, yeah, this is, I forget why I don't. Ooh, I don't forget why they come back here. Is it just to count up the money and get coffee? That's the thing. It's just a debrief. That's yeah, all. Break right? up the but money. then, so, yeah. this is where John Bernthal's character decides to be a jerk to baby, and he goes over there and he's yelling at him for wearing headphones and yelling at him wearing sunglasses. I and he takes off his sunglasses. Us. Yeah, exactly. Then he puts on another sunglasses and he slaps those sunglasses off his face and he takes baby sunglasses. And he's just so being a super dick. super fun thing uh, about the sunglasses uh, that Edgar Wright said in an interview is the extensive collection of sunglasses and iPods that Baby owns were not bought by him. They were taken from cars he stole. Uh, if he's been stealing cars since he was 12, the main thing he would have inherited from those stolen cars are people's sunglasses and iPods because that's what they leave in the glove uh, compartment. That's smart. That's, that's, like, smart. that's kind of cool. That's why you don't leave them in there. The don't leave them in there. Take them with you. Yeah. 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 I thought he bought random ones, but that makes sense. Yeah. He's a thief and well, a bad he guy. Steals he steals everything he gets. He deserves to be in jail for five minutes. Five years. <laughs> five years. Right? At least five years. It's so bad. But does it look like five years? No. Well, it looks like, like he, he's in like the world's system. cleanest, nicest prison, and then he just is out. And it's he doesn't get out, guys. That's a daydream. He's looking at the Route 66 thing. Why, yeah. why are his jeans rolled like he's a fucking uh, greaser? It's because yeah. he's not really leaving. He's daydreaming about Route 66. But, but see, right. that's the thing is when it, when it turns to color, like that's supposed to represent it, it going from not real to real. Nah, I don't believe it. Yeah. I, thought I mean, I if anything, that's what I'll give Who? Edgar Wright. See, I just I thought that was he literally like a time jump color? where he's like imagining that and then his his dream comes to fruition and he gets out. But I I I if you guys read it that way, that makes a lot more sense. My my read on it is no, he does not get out. If I mean at best, I if you want to, I think that gives you the the breadcrumb that one day he will get out and get with her, and that's what the color means. But I I definitely don't think that's what's actually happening in that scene. Find me what Edgar Wright said, Tim. Go put it into the Google machine. He's looking. This is the Tim. That's the Tim I'm looking. Look right. Tim's like, I'm gonna nail Greg Miller's fat ass to the wall. Either way, it's whatever. I've had enough of his shit for six years, and it's time to take him down. And Edgar Wright interview. Fat ass. Fat ass. I don't like. I have a fucking problem, Andy. (laughs) All right. I don't know how to say Boris in a in a pinch, and I have. I'm self deprecating. That's what happens here on an interview. And if you don't like it, there's better movie podcasts to go listen to. My name is my name is Horace Horace Gump. (laughs) <laughs> I'm Horace the tortoise. <laughs> Edgar Wright says, I think the end scene's up for interpretation, which is like, okay, immediately let's throw this out the window. Uh, I sort of learned quickly through the test screening process that I should let people interpret how they want. I think it's an important thing with movies where you don't have to state your actual intention because nobody's response to it is wrong. I think that's a good thing to do. You don't want to have anybody say, no, you're wrong. You read that wrong. It's better if you have two different interpretations and it just keeps going on. But for, all. but for people who might be questioning this, nail Greg's fat ass with this. <laughs> <laughs> to, the really to the wall! To the wall! Okay, so yeah, that happens, and then they all get their money. <clears throat> uh, except Baby. Then they all go down the elevator, and they all say their goodbyes one floor, floor by floor. And, uh, you know, John Bernthal's an asshole, and he leaves. And then uh, uh, Darling and Buddy, uh, they go to get off, and that's when Buddy's like, you're a good job, baby, uh, but I'm Mizzou's John Am. And next time talk calls, do me a favor and don't answer. Hey, bada-bing, and the door is closed, and they walk away. And then Kevin Spacey and Baby, they go down one more floor, and then they walk over to the car. And he's like, all right, I, gotta, this is, I don't like taking candy from Baby, but I have to. 
I'm Kevin Spacey. <laughs> what a <laughs> weird thing to say. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that one man, didn't. Right. That one didn't age very well. No. no and he puts it. He puts it into the the uh, trunk, right? And then he still gives uh, baby a sm- very tiny cut of it. And he's like, you know, you're almost paid up. You know, one more job and you'll be scot free. You'll be out of here. So we're establishing that baby is in. He never says to that though. He says you'll, you'll be. We'll be squared up or whatever. Yeah, you're right. He's like, we'll be square. Yeah, yeah, Good call, Kev. Good call, Kev. And so then it's time for Baby to hit the road. And so he leaves, and he goes home, and we meet his foster dad, who we don't meet, meet, know it's his foster dad for a while, but his foster dad's there, and he's deaf, and he's got the TV on, he's watching, and then he wants some food. So Baby, you know, makes him a peanut butter sandwich, but spread to the edges. And he hides the money, and the guy's like, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. And he's like, no, one more job and I'm done. You know, I mean, classic, classic bullshit. You know what I mean? Nobody's ever done. You know what I mean? Uh, and he's like, all right, cool. And they're, they're fine. He's this fucking sandwich. I think maybe puts him to bed here. It doesn't <laughs> he's matter. He's just fucking sandwich, sandwich, sandwich dad. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? He's a sweetheart. Uh, I, lo- I, lo- I love, love him. Love him. And I love their relationship. Great. I love that they dance. And, yeah, when they're dancing. Not, they're not enough of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I could have done with a lot more because again we get to the end of the movie and baby's like let's just get out of here Deborah." I'm like what about your fucking dad <laughs> like, he took him to I the old folks him. home with a wa- giant, like, all the money that he had collected no he Which did that orderly as a last resort took. he did that as a last fucking resort like I but like he had like, never had to worry about him before you know? I don't think that was the plan initially I think in, I you think, think it's because he found him there laying there after he'd been there for Several hours, maybe the whole yeah, day. Yeah, it's cold, probably. Yeah. Dude, did anyone else get anxiety when you when he had the the stack of bills in his t- like breast yeah. pocket? I was like, can you yes. hide that? Can you hide that a little bit? Yeah. Well, I mean, one orderly comes out there and is like, oh, takes all the money, plays the fucking tape, throws the tape. Looks away, at Frank. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> wheels him out and is gone. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. This guy's gone. I'll put you in here. I'll call the cops. For you. Like he's gonna <laughs> wheel him down a hill. Like yeah, he just friend. kills him. Ah, <laughs> uh, from here. Oh, this is when uh, 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 I missed this. When uh, uh, Bernthal was giving his baby shit, he's like, "What's he, is he?" He says the R word. Is he R word? Is he slow? I mean, slow. No, but is he slow? Uh, and so then uh, he puts uh, the dad to bed, and then he goes and he makes his little mixtapes like Andy would. And he's got like I, I guess he's got like, he's a really old computer with one of those punch cards. I don't know Man, what he does with this card. I think what that was was uh, a magnetic strip on a card. And he puts it on there so it has the like audio, and then he can move it back and forth. And it's like, whoa, it's so cool. It looks like a device that you would have had access to when you were in elementary at your library. Mm-hmm. And like <laughs> they let you, for some reason, listen to, you know, things on like audio versions of things, but that's all they had access to. But, you can only Wait, but it's it, like, like, but it's totally right? lame. All, all it is is like one sound effect. Like this yeah. is what a monkey sounds like, and you put it yeah. there. And it goes, ah. <laughs> you're like, that's not right. <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> uh, from there, he stays up all night making this tape, and he's real happy with himself. And he was just wasting so much tape because he's just putting one song in these tapes, Andy. Like imagine if Ambelina, you were like putting out one song, and like you had a ten song a album, but you put them all, you put one on every, and then what? You got like ninety minutes of dead space on this thing. Yeah. 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 Small ones. I really would small wait like. Like 15 right? minutes and then start putting ghost stories in there. Yeah, <laughs> you know yes, I mean? you would. <laughs> we know you would. <laughs> all the all the remixes that we hear from this are done by Danger Mouse, who's a super dope DJ. Danger Mouse. That's cool. Mm-hmm. What's up, Danger? Uh, you know, Niles Barkley? Yes. Danger mm-hmm. Mouse is part of Niles Barkley. Hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. It is. It's very cool. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. Hold on. I'm looking back. I'm Andy, when you're in Ambolina, what would you do if you looked out and you saw me and Greg out there? Because we time traveled just to fuck with <laughs> We already talked about this. We're time traveling. Oh, did we talk about this already? Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where you're going. We've mentioned this before. Yeah, just, we yeah, want to time travel back. It's a callback. It's a callback. It's a callback pretending to, to not watch, be a callback. You when, have to uh, watch every single show we do. Every single show if you want to be out on the jokes. When he pulls out the recorder and like we hear the little clip, like, are, did you guys freak out? Because like at that moment, I was like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, you shouldn't have that on you there." Fucking narc. Yeah, oh, yeah, terrible idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, obviously, it comes back to bite him in the ass. Like, yeah. I like, they're like, "What are you doing? Why are you recording this?" I like to make mixtapes of it. I was just like, "You're fucking dead." I like that. I like that. That was their reaction to it. That's like such a dumb you. fucking yeah. thing. I, I do think be. it's. I do think it's really great though for to not only have that be a plot beat and have that you know that there's consequences for what he's doing but it's also just the characterization of somebody who loves music that like needs to be surrounded by music at all times i think it's just great for the character yeah i do appreciate that right of like how into music he is and then i i super appreciate it then that's what, how like john ham hurts him when he's like you took away something i love so i'm gonna take some away something you love yeah. you think i my initial thought on viewing would be deborah but instead the kush kush right next to his ears i'm sorry john ham right next to his ears like that i'm sorry who mizzou's john ham you might have heard thank him. you thank kind you. of a big deal there we go <laughs> If you want to go to Mizzou, Mizzou.edu. Go check it out. <laughs> uh, from there, he goes to get a cup of Joe over at the diner. Uh, this is a diner. It turns out his mom used to work at. I forget if it's in this scene or another scene where that's revealed by a waitress to Deborah. But Deborah walks in. She's singing baby song. B-A-B-Y. Song I don't know as well. I mean, it's played in this thing later on, but whatever. Uh, and B- Baby gets out his recorder really quick and records it perfectly, even though he's really far away and it would not Best sound that good. Best fucking recorder I've ever seen. Like yeah. right. shot that Eat your heart out, talk audio. boy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, most of the time I annoy Tim with my antics, but if I get a good chuck a lot of them, I'm happy with no, I love it. That was good. Uh and so yeah, then she comes out like immediately too. Like it's it's very much like a, almost like a Scott Pilgrim, like whoosh, like you know what I mean? Uh she's right back out though. And what do you want to eat? And he's looking at the kids' menu and he's all flustered because let me tell you, all the blood right through his boner. He's just boning up it right there, and he cannot focus on. Should I get a cheeseburger or pancakes? What time is it? How does math work? I have such a boner. <laughs> I was you know not expecting to hear all the blood to his boner. If I would have if I would have had money on that, I would have selected the under. <laughs> someone, someone right now send Raj this time code, and then he can do like the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. <laughs> Who wants to be a millionaire? Thing. What's Where great like, about to say? Strings, ding, 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 ding. There's four options what on the was, screen. It, it, it's all the blood to his boner. Go, go, blood rush. What was the, what was the thing you tweeted out? And then go, 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 blood. Go, go, blood. And then I'm, our belly button's disgusting. <laughs> Crazy. It's Monday, Greg. It's Monday. <laughs> this is Monday. Friday energy. But I love oh, it because I just get to coast right off that PS I love you energy. I had to be serious. I had to keep it together. And here I, I, I can just talk about farts and toes all I want. Nobody can stop farts me on any reviews. Yeah, what a great right. combination. Before we keep talking about that, let me tell you about our sponsors. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by me undies. That's right. You've heard us talk about them for years now and for good reason of course right now i'm wearing me undies essentially from head to toe the only thing on me right now that's not me undies is this jacket because guess what this shirt my undies my lounge pants and my socks are all me undies they have the softest micro modal fabric and it is so soft kevin are you wearing any right now oh you know it all my socks are me undies my underwear's me undies mm-hmm. i'm all mm-hmm. me undies where it counts 
You're a man of taste, Kevin. I appreciate that. MeUndies are made with sustainable, breathable, softer than soft fabric and available in a range of sizes from extra small to 4XL. Whole bunch of fun prints always. Uh, there was some Star Wars ones recently that are really cool. Uh, right now, I got some fun pizza on a neon blue, which is always nice. Uh, you can get 15% off your first order and free shipping by going to MeUndies.com slash morning. That's MeUndies.com slash morning. Go check it out. And also shout out to Keeps. Here's the thing. Two out of three men will experience some form of hair loss by the time they're 35. More than 50 million men in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness, but you can do something about it just like Andy hear it kind of funny uh keeps offers a simple stress-free way to keep your hair it's a convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months you don't have to leave your house it's great it's low cost treatment started just ten dollars per month and keeps offers generic versions in discreet packaging with proven results uh keeps us more five-star reviews than any of its competitors which is fantastic uh prevention's key treatments can take four to six months to see results so act fast get on it now so we can start helping you later uh if you're ready to take action to prevent hair loss Go to keeps.com slash morning to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash morning to get your first month free. Keeps.com slash morning. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they're thrilled. I should fucks and toes. Let's talk about our sponsor, Brooklyn. You ever fart uh, in a bed where you keep your toes? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did, did Greg say... Did Greg say all the blood rushed to his boner? Is that is that what we <laughs> heard before him? So, okay, we're gonna need to reach out to Tim Gettys and ask him if that's uh, if uh, that. here we go. <laughs> anyway, she comes back. <laughs> she wants to give some food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and she's like, "All right, cool. What do you want? Is some breakfast menu or kids menu?" Uh, and he's like, "This." And then she notices the tape recorder. <laughs> she. He know she notices the tape recorder and she picks it up and she starts recording, which is I mean like, I, don't get me wrong. Again, I think there is chemistry here. I think they're a very cute couple. I think it's this is te- it's tense. You know, what I'm I mean? a detective. You're recording over the memoirs yeah. of this man yeah. that I'm I here to transcribe like, this interview and you just pick yeah. it up and you're like I'm on the radio. <laughs> like, yeah. Stop it, Jonathan. Stop it. Because <laughs> <laughs> her name's Anyways, uh, yeah, and she funny. eventually says clever. her name, Deborah. I think she sits down, and this is where they talk, and they exchange names, and all the songs are about her sister. I might be getting ahead of myself, but I'm just shoving it in here. But they have a nice little conversation about songs, and all the songs are baby songs. She doesn't have that many songs. Here's this weird Beck song only Lucy James knows. Here's all this other crap. Great. Cool, cool, cool. They establish so it. Go ahead. Lucy, Lucy knew the song? <laughs> oh, I, don't, I assume so. She's a huge Beck fan. Oh, okay. But, like, are these all British songs? Is that why we don't know them? No. no, no, a lot of them are. That was a lot of that's no, American. American. Yeah, Motown, but like the British right? people like, yeah. like different songs. You know what I mean? Like it, the things. You know, when they go over so the water. Thing, there's a British electronic band called Mint Royale uh, that is really dope, and Edgar Wright directed a music video for them called Blue Song, and it's essentially this movie just in a music video. So this is back in 2002, uh, and it's the idea of this video stars uh, Noel Fielding as a music-loving getaway driver for a group of bank robbers, one of whom is Wright's regular, Nick Frost. A clip from the video is featured in the film when channels are being flipped through on the television in Baby's apartment. Uh-huh. And I watched the video earlier, and I'm like, whoa, this is Baby Driver as fuck, and it's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, he goes home uh, immediately. What's his dad's name, Joe? Henry? 
Joe Isn't sounds it? right. Joseph, Joseph, Joseph is Joseph, what. Well, yeah, that's what yeah. C.J. Jones is listed as here. Joseph, so we'll say Joseph. And he immediately notices that baby's like all goo goo gaga. <laughs> you know, he's got them hard eyes and he's dancing around, hugging yep. a pole. And, shit. and he's like, "Oh, it's a girl!" And like he does the girl sign or whatever. Who's the girl? Uh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, and they're all playing, and he's having a great time. He, he dances with Joseph for a while, and then the phone rings. The phone rang at the diner, too. The phone rings here, though. Uh, baby picks it up. It's, uh, you know, uh, 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 Doc, and he's got a job. Are you down? I'm down. He's been calling. I've called you a few times, baby. Oh, have you? I missed it. Yeah, I thought you would, baby. And he's like, baby. He says, baby, like, baby. And so then uh, he goes over there to the place. And here's where we get the new crew because he recycles his crew every time, so it's never the same people. Uh, it's uh, Jamie Fox bats, and then it's Flea uh, from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's right, or awesome. Back to the Future fame, depending on where you're from. And or then or Wild the... Thornberries, or Wild Thornberries, if that's if that's yeah. your jam. Wow. Who's the yeah, other the guy? Baby. What's the He's other the guy? baby in the Wild Thornberries. Remember Donnie? JD. Yeah. JD is the JD. other guy. I love the moment oh, yeah. where he's like, he's like, why does your tattoo say hat? It goes. You used to say hey, but it very much uh, hard to get a job. Increases yeah. the employment rate. De- yeah. So he's like, who, who doesn't, doesn't like, like hats? hats? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so line, fucking right? good. Uh, and so some casting stuff for you here. Question: Who was originally going to be Deborah? Anyone know? Take a guess. Who was originally going to be Deborah? Uh, I can I can Let me guess. Mm-hmm. Emma Stone. Exactly. Dame nailed Judy. Damn, I was going to say Emma Stone. Wait. Eddie nailed up. it. Eddie nailed it. She ended oh up not God. doing it. She had to drop out to do La La Land. Holy shit. Oh, so much. Yeah. Dude, that was so Andy, such a great choice Let's see if you can do a two for yeah. two. Oh, Who uh, was originally uh, in, in talks to do Doc? Doc. The Kevin Spacey? James Spader. Yeah. Michael Keaton. Oh, my God. You guys are getting real close. Michael James Douglas. Keaton. Wow. Oh. That would have been good. He would have been good. Yeah, enough. no, I feel like he would have been too old for it. But that would have made the, like, the shitty scenes, I think, a little bit better. That's interesting. And uh, James, yeah, James so he, Michael Doug, Douglas was considered for the role. Edgar Wright was the one responsible for getting him cast as Hank Pym before oh, nice. Wright left mm. Ant-Man. It's dope. <clears throat> Anyways, up uh, we meet out. the whole new team there. We get, we get the rundown of the job now. Uh, well, Bats is, just takes over the John Bernthal role of not liking Baby, sight unseen. He doesn't like these wearing sunglasses, doesn't like these listening to music. Uh, and Bats is crazy. Uh, he goes over to complain to Doc. Doc draws a map the entire time, and then he like shuts him up, and he's like, I just drew a map. That's really fucking impressive. And you're like, oh, that's a weird fucking line and scene to put in. Whatever. Uh, then we get the rundown of the job. But we get it from Baby's perspective, which again is dope, where Baby's sitting there listening to his music with his shades on, and he's doing the piano on the thing, and then we finally tune in at the very end, and he's like, any, Doc's like, any questions? And Jimmy Fox's like, yeah, yeah, fucking Baby wasn't even listening, why the fuck should I trust him? And Doc's like, Baby, you want to take care of it? And Baby's just like, I read lips, motherfucker, and says everything exactly what Doc said, and he's like, ah, <laughs> and Bass is like, oh my god, how is yeah. this happening? I love them cutting to, I love them cutting to that two shot of Jamie Foxx and Kevin Spacey and Kevin Spacey being like, fuck, I told you that. Well, yeah, that's totally yeah. right. This kid's good. Yeah. But it doesn't make a lot of sense because, like, he's, like, playing the piano. He's, you know, doing all these things. He's not looking at him the whole time. You, you ain't know? reading no lips. Yep. Yeah. Is, he's not is that distracted this, by his hands. Is this also not the sequence? I don't know if it's later or not where, uh, where Doc does tell Bats the whole history of how he found Baby and how, why he's so good. And Yeah, it like, was at the start know, of this. Back- Cause like he's like, why is this kid here? And he's like, do you remember this one job? Yeah. He's like, well, he's it was, like, this was like guy. ten he's years like, ago. He's like, well, yeah. yeah, he's been boosting cars since. Why you know, they, they call him baby? To look over a steering wheel or whatever. 
yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, all that all that sequence is cool. I like having that backstory and kind of just adding to the legend of but why also, he's so damn good at his job. Can you imagine like a twelve year old baby doing this? Because he's been yeah, doing cool. jobs with him for ten years. Like I, but I, it's just one of those things. It's that, like, so mythological. It's yeah, yeah. Bats it's, it's really cool. freaking out at the fact that he's it, like what twenty ish, right? Yeah, it, re- like, it reminds me of um, it reminds me of how. Uh, some of the characters in Kill Bill like have been doing crazy assassination type stuff since they were like little kids or whatever. It kind of gives me that sort of vibe. Um, and uh, yeah, and then we get that weird kind of. Uh, yeah, I was mesmerized by the balls on this kid. I was like, oh, that line didn't age greatly. <laughs> so the plan's Gross. been set up. They're gonna do this uh, job, take down an armored car. Uh, JD's supposed to go buy uh, Mike Myers mask. Michael Myers mask. Oh God, this is my favorite joke in this. Dude, it cracked so me. Good. I cracked up in so theater, good. and then yeah. So like, we cut to them in the car with baby. They roll up on it. The one guy's walking to his truck and gives them kind of a look of like, why are these four guys dressed like garbage men in, a, in, a, in an escalator or whatever? Uh, and he's like, all right, masks. And they pull out all the Austin Powers masks, and, and it's just I, I fucking immediately started laughing, and then it yeah. just gets better even too. Of just like. What the fuck? You're supposed to get Mike Myers mask. This is Mike Myers. No, the Halloween guy. This is Austin a Halloween Myers. mask. <laughs> it's, it's so, so like Jason. And uh, it was so not in the script. The script was supposed to be Michael Myers masks, and they couldn't get the licensing for it. So then, literally, Edgar Wright called up uh, Mike Myers. It was just like, "Hey, would you be down to let us use your likeness for this?" And he's like, "Yeah." And like, he's yeah, like, "I think baby. this is hilarious. Let's do it." And then, That's and then, so yeah, funny. then they add like two other lines that are Austin Powers related. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's so great. Hey, man, you got to get a couple more views to Austin Powers. That's money in Mike Myers' pocket right there. Sure. He mm-hmm. needs it, you know. Uh, as Nick pointed out earlier, it's all from Baby's perspective, right? So they get out, they run over to the dudes at the armored car, and then Baby drives up a little bit, blocking the actual action so we don't see what's happening. Then Baby reverses it. They all climb in. Baby looks over, and one of the security guards is down bleeding showing baby like oh man this is a consequence that i usually don't have to see or whatever and jamie fox like fucking go so he goes to go but then yeah uh, uh soldier gi boy. joe yeah soldier boy that's what i made a name for him rolls up in his truck uh he s- takes a handgun out shoots at them they take off uh motherfucker's got like an some. mp5 in his yeah, car yeah. The fucking thing. Console. <laughs> <laughs> he's got like a fully decked out mp5 from Warzone, just like one handing it like damn this guy's wild man <laughs> totally totally right <clears throat> uh like a chase goes on for a while there's the, more gunshots there's more stuff uh baby eventually pulls a crazy move go, taking the car over a median down a hill or whatever Truck guy tries to do the same thing, but he rolls the truck and loses it because he knows his guns, but not his driving. Um, important important uh, thing. Uh, fuck, what's his name? Hold on. JD? <laughs> no. Well, JD Please. drops his shotgun, but before that... Yeah, I was uh, about to get that, yeah. Jamie Foxx pulled... Bats, that's it. Bats goes to shoot him, and he, yep. uh, Baby moves his car and like pr- like saves his Prevents life, essentially. Murder. Yeah. 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 But still gets everybody away, yeah. Uh, JD leaves his shotgun when they take down the car. They almost take a car with a lady and a baby in it, or a, baby's, a lady's car with her baby in it, but they put the baby out. Uh, eventually they get away. Eventually they get back to the uh, 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 HQ. Uh, down there they come in separate cars, and yeah, that's when uh, Bats points out that JD's a stupid fuck-up and also is like, you didn't make me miss that shot on purpose, did you? And he's like, you're a, good dri- you're a great driver, but you're a terrible liar. <clears throat> Uh, they go upstairs, 
I know. Go no, actually, the the, well, the bad guys coffee. go upstairs. They tell baby uh, go get coffee. He goes and gets the coffee. This is what I was talking about earlier, where like he's not in sync with the music. He bumps into a guy. He's not happy at all because how shitty this job went. But he gets the coffee. He brings it back. Uh, JD's no longer there. Bats makes some comment. You know, JD's no longer with the operation kind of thing. Uh, they do the thing. They get the money. Hooray, huzzah! They go downstairs. Uh, they walk over to Kevin Spacey's car. Baby and him. Uh, he gives baby his money. He's like, that's it. You, you know, I'm done. You're square. Uh, then baby looks over and sees the blood hanging out of a trunk. And Kevin Spacey, uh, he walks over there, opens it up. JD's in there dead of a gunshot wound, slams the thing done. He's like, before you're, you know, free as a bird or whatever, though, you got to dump this one car. Uh, we then get a shot of uh, the car being put into a, a car compressor at a junkyard. Baby's there listening to what? Easy. Easy like Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. Which was uh, uh, Ansel's song. Like uh, Edgar Wright was like, hey, you get to choose whatever song it is. You just oh, need nice. to be able to lip sync like the entire thing. You just like, what's the song you know every single word to? And he was like, easy. That's cool. Great, great. It'll song. also be the song that his mom sings on that tape later on. Uh, <clears throat> the thing is crushed. The body's inside it, and he's done. So he turns around. Easy's playing. It's just like you know, the, all the way the world's leaving him. Yes, Nick. I tell you what, I tell you what, Greg. This this happens to me. I go what, directly you home. You open those floorboards. You get that. Arguably, what you got to imagine 50 grand out of the freaking floorboards. You take uh, more, Joe, than more than that, more than that. I thought he, every one of those stacks is like 10k, 10 grand. Yeah, just get the hell out of town. Yeah, don't even, 100%. don't even, why are you screwing around? Get out of this He's apartment. A He's a dumb but kid. Go buy a car, put your dad in the car, drive away. Kevin Spacey's not a god, he's not going to find you on the west coast. You live in Los Angeles, you take up a job as a painter. Hey, can I paint your fence for you? They say, sure. How are you living in this amazing penthouse? Don't worry about it. Bye-bye. You start killing people. It's weird Whoa. you say that because uh, Edgar Wright finished the script on the next movie, Baby Painter, that uh, supposedly is coming out in 2022. Oh, wow. 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 He's been painting fences since he was 12. <laughs> I caught him painting the fences. The balls on this kid. You can see him from a mile away. <laughs> oh, uh. my God. All right. So, yeah. He walks away. He takes off the gloves, throws those away. He'd been given gloves by Kevin Spacey after the first job. Uh, then he throws his cell phone, burner phone away. He, and this is like, you know, all the shackles are falling off him. He's completely free. Uh, he goes pretty much immediately to the diner where Deborah's there. And he's like, basically like, I don't have a job anymore. And it's great. She's like, pretty happy about that. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. What are you doing? I'll stick around. I have to go do laundry. She's like, I want to go with you. They keep flirting. They, she, they go do the laundry. It's very colorful. As Kevin pointed out, she's just, I'm sure she's putting underwear in there. Just disgusting. You know, she's trying to hide all the skid marks and stuff, but she's just shoving him in quietly. You know what I mean? What? Why? Can I not have some Why? fun what? in the what? scene? Can but I have not you... have some fun? No, that's the thing about it. It's just, you got it's weird, first man. first date, and he's all, like, looking at her underwear, but she's got a dirty underwear. You know how it is. It's his tail as old as time. Maybe there's a terrain. Greg, Greg, <laughs> Greg is like, Edgar Wright said I could have my up to my own interpretation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm interpreting what's going on in that. Interpreting. Dirty-ass laundry thing. You know <laughs> um and this is before that we also get this is where the the other co-worker we mentioned it earlier but the other co-worker mentioned uh, oh yeah his mom used to work here i think right, i think right. yeah, yeah yeah um so they hit it off and they're great and he yeah this is when 
and uh, let me take you to dinner. And he's going to celebrate with her. He's going to take her to that place that uh, Buddy and Darla were going to go to, right? That's the finest whining and dining of all the fine and whining and dining. And they're like, yeah, I love whining and dining. And so uh, he comes home. Uh, Joseph notices he's like super happy, obviously. Again, more dancing, more about the uh, kid or whatever, or the uh, uh, girl. Um, and now he's free. He's clear. It's all over. Congratulations, everybody. On the TV uh, is a you know news report from the soldier boy and all that stuff of like what he tried to do and try to stop him and it didn't work or whatever um yeah he's like what do you want to do for you want some dinner he shows him a pizza thing are we celebrating you getting a normal job you know what if you use your driving powers for good and he's gonna go be a delivery driver for pizza it's a cute little thing right of him like going to goodfellas yeah uh and you know driving really quickly getting to the the frat house super quick yeah then he's counting on his money how does it feel to have money you know that you know blood your blood you don't have to wash your hands after twice right he says to wash your hands twice um good line for joseph uh-huh. Um, and then it's time for the date. They go to the finey, whiny, diny place. Uh, they have a lovely, it's just, it makes me miss restaurants and being totally. in little places and going. I'm dates, right there right? with you, man. So you nice like, nice. like that restaurant looks dope. Yeah. This yeah, sequence yeah, yeah. is great. I love the music that's playing, the way it's shot, all the revolving shots. Like these people are in love and I, you can feel it. It's again, Kevin, insatiable. And I looked up the, I looked up the spelling, by the way. I N S A. No, don't tell me. I like it being a mystery. I'll leave the last letter as a mystery. Me? Uh, so <laughs> everything's going fine at dinner, and they come by to bring the check, and baby's just going to pay with all the cash he has in his pocket. But guess what? It's already been taken care of by that guy. And I was like, oh, it's going to be Buddy. Even last night, I, I not having remembered plot for plot moments, I was like, going to be Buddy. It wasn't Buddy. It's Kevin Spacey. He's over there. It's like, oh, no. Who's he hanging out with? Andy? Big Boy and Killer Mike. Hell yeah, dude! Whose music are, is featured in in the movie, which is really dope. Run the jewels, baby. Let's go. Based in based in Atlanta, you gotta assume they were just like, let's hook up some local Atlanta people. Cool shit. Uh, they go outside. Uh, Doc's very clear about it. I'd right? like, oh yeah, you just because you're yeah, just because we're square doesn't mean we're done. You know, I've done all these different things. I changed my career every time. I assume you're my good luck charm. Uh, of course, you're a smart guy. I don't have to tell you what will happen if you say no to me, right? Like, break your legs, go hurt Joe. you got a nice uh, diner girlfriend here that I know everything about. Uh, you know, like, don't fuck me on this. And so baby's like, yeah, I'm in. And so, great, I'll pick you up uh, outside your house tomorrow. Uh, baby takes her home. She invites him in for coffee. She's bad at coffee, though. Uh, and he's like, I, not right now. Like, you know, something's come up kind of thing. But I do really like you, and I do really want to hang out with you kind of thing or whatever. Uh, it's sweet. Um, then it's the next morning and there's a honk outside and it's uh, uh, Kevin Spacey and he's just like hey let's just get in the same car right here I'm very protective of everything else but right here I'll just be outside your apartment waving at you saying hey everybody I'm Doc and I hang out what? with this kid for some reason <laughs> when does Kevin Spacey walk into his actual place and he's like this place is a shithole you're going to upgrade soon when is that moment it's after this when he drops him back off yeah that's right Yeah, because he picks him up He there's a kid in the back Spencer I think is his name oh right they, do the, they scout out yeah. the bank yeah and he's playing of course Vita, PlayStation, Vita. mother, Vita. V- motherfucking Vita, Sony, be moved. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I know uh, what you mean. He takes them to the post office. There's gold in them hills. I need you to go inside. I can't go inside. You can go inside. You can take the kid. It'll be good cover. Figure out how many guards are there, how many employees are there, how many registers are open, how many cameras are there, all this different shit like that, you know, so we can make a heist on the uh, uh, tomorrow. Baby walks in there with the kid. He starts looking around. He's very slow. He kind of gets overwhelmed. Uh, the kid playing his Vita like a, just a champ. Tugs on his uh, <laughs> arm and is like, what's up? And he's like, 
he, he rattles it all off. He's done all the work for him. Uh, they go up to buy stamps. There's Love a very nice kid. woman there. Yeah, great kid. Very nice woman there who, you know, is, is, this your, is this your boy? And Baby says yes, and then answers a bunch of dumb questions, but very funnily. Uh, and then she gives him a mint. You got a mint with my name on it? And then they, blah, blah, they, blah, blah, blah. they go outside. Like, oh, this they kid get... sucks, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, this kid's a little shit. He's always got to have something yeah. to say, huh? They go out there, they get in the car, they report everything back to Kevin Spacey. Uh, Spencer or whatever has a great line about how she's not tough or whatever, and if you did one thing, she'd crumple or whatever he says. He's got like the four fingers up when Kevin Spacey asks him how many. Yeah, yeah, he's like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Great stuff, great stuff. This is where uh, he drops baby back off at the place, and he's like, yeah, this place is a shithole. You know, Joe's here, elevator, yada, yada, yada. You know, you're you're moving up in the world, baby. Yeah, I, I do like that one line where he does say, you know, uh, oh, th- this stairs must be a bitch for your for Joe, right? And his wheelchair, and it's you immediately think, oh, you're a fucking creep. But then it immediately turns it around where he's like, I got to do research with everybody that I work with. I have to know everything about whoever I work with. And it's like, oh, you know, that's a good fucking point. You like <laughs> it? It isn't that. It, it isn't that you're you always had the idea of threatening him in mind it's more sure. of like i gotta make sure you're clean and there are no loose ends you know and it's kind of makes more sense with him being sort of this ultimate crime wizard you know wow. that's a cool thing to say ultimate, ultimate crime, crime wizard, wizard. coming to come a fucking sega saturn <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, now we're getting ready for the job and uh, we go from something happens here at this apartment. Maybe there's a conversation with Joe. I think maybe he calls the diner the first time, second time, whatever he calls Deborah and he's like, just be ready at some point. Like, well, let's run away together kind of shit. Yeah, he, yeah. He maybe he cancels their date or some shit. It doesn't matter. Uh, then he goes to the the HQ where everybody's there and they're getting acquainted. And it's uh, Buddy and it's Darla and it's uh, Bats and it's uh, Baby. And of course, uh, 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 Bats is really mean as always. Um, John Hamm likes Baby a lot and goes over there and listens to some music with him. It's Queen. That back when John Hamm was a, a wheel man. His song to get fuck, fucking wild with was Queen. Whatever the hell, Brighton Town or some shit like that. What is it? Kevin, you're a big queen guy. What song is it? Brighton Rock. Brighton Rock. Thanks, Kevin. Brighton Rock. Thank you very much. You didn't know that. You're a fake queen fan. Uh, And so they listen to it for a little bit, but then Bat ruins the moment, and he's everybody's grumpy. And uh, it's like, all right, cool. You got to go buy some guns for us. We got to go get the guns for this stuff. All right, cool. So they all go off together to get guns. Um, This is on the way to the guns. Yeah, on the way to the guns, they stop because he tells Baby to stop. So Bass can take a leak. Does anybody want any gum? Bass goes and gets the gum. And then while he's out, that's what you were talking about earlier, Darla, because Bats had been like all like looking in the mirror at Darla uh, and like looking at her, like just being perverted. She does the great line of like, you remember that guy you stabbed? What was your one? Blah, blah, blah. The one who looked at me funny. Like Bats just looked at me funny. So good. You're gonna kill love, bats? I not right now. A bunch of gum, dude. What the yeah, yeah. Fuck? Not right now, but you know, what about baby? Yeah. Baby's cool or whatever. Uh, the, the, and then yeah, we shouldn't have this conversation now. And her, her being like, "Yeah, baby will be fine." Was such a like, yeah. oh man, they, they like, they get it. Bats is a fucking problem. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, exactly. That's why it sucks that Bats has to be the problem. Uh, Bats comes out. He stole the gum, throws the gum. The, the cashier is nowhere to be seen, indicating that, of course, Bats uh, beat him up or hurt him. Because um, Bats is crazy. Uh, they go to the, crazy. They go to, ah, they go to the, the gun thing to meet the butcher. You're like, why do they call this guy the butcher? The butcher walks out, and I'm pretty sure he's God from Dogma, right? Before, is that right, Kevin? You can back me up on that, Kevin? God from Dogma. 
Remember, remember Comatose God from Dogma? No, I don't think so. Remember the movie Alanis Morissette? Dogma? I yeah, Alanis Morissette. We've clicked. It's like Paul Williams thing. is the actor. We're clicking on his thing here. I don't is think he so. Is he not right? from? Is he not from? Uh, is he not? Oh gosh, from Dogma Dog Care from Captain America? Is he not the guy from Captain America? He is not the guy from Captain America for sure. Damn, A little I over the top. Him. This whole scene. Yeah. You know? Control F. Yeah, here's, here's the thing I didn't like about the scene. I wanted to know what guns they were, and he was putting them all in terms of parlances of uh, butcher's cuts, and it made me hungry. Paul Williams. Is it Paul Williams? Not from Dogma. Okay, great. So you were well, wrong. Well, that way, Paul Williams is the actor, right? Yeah. From the movie we're talking about right now. The Butcher. Yeah. No, I had that part down. Yeah. His IMDb does not list Dogma. So there we go. He's oh, a I singer. Uh, yeah, he's over the. Th- he's weird, and he's describing he all the guns. He's a butcher. Me, like you just Tim. Said. Yeah. Well, it's also weird because, like, I thought that was a stupid name for him. And then when he noticed, when Jamie Foxx notices it's Atlanta PD that's on the boxes, that's when I was like, oh, okay, like, is he a butcher? Because this is all shit he stole from the cops. He stole from the pigs. Like, that would make more sense. But then it turns out, no, that's because they are cops. And then the shootout ensues. And Jamie Foxx shoots a bunch of people. Uh, a whole bunch of people get shot. Jamie Foxx is a psychopath. Like, I don't, yeah. like, they weren't in danger. Right? He thought he was doing the right At thing. At any point, though. they could be, though. At any I don't point think they could so. Be. I think yeah. Jamie Foxx went in there and decided he was going to steal the guns instead of, like, buy them. That's why he was giving, trying to give a baby a, a gun. No, I mean, I think that was just, like, intimidation. Like, walk in there, look like you know what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, look like you know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. wasn't until the PD thing that he saw. He was like, oh, I see what's going on here. We're being fucked over. And they were not. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the shootout ensues. Darley gets shot. Everybody goes down. Uh, baby almost gets shot, but he doesn't. Uh, they drive out. As they drive out, like a hand twitches in time to the music, is of course because that person's alive still. And so they're driving now and they're arguing about everything that's happened. And you know they're pigs, and I had to do it. And yada yada yada. Uh, finally, they're driving and uh, they see that their uh, bat sees the diner and he's like, "Pull over, I'm hungry." Baby's like, "No." And then he slams on the brakes. And then bat's like, "You just tell me no." And there's a, he's like, "The food there sucks." He's like, "Well, now we's gots to go." And he's like, "Okay, cool." So they go there now. And uh, they go inside, and Baby is like, you know, clearly like, you know, Dar- uh, Deborah lights up to see him, but Baby stays completely dead, and like everything's wrong. So she immediately knows something's wrong. Uh, they all get seated. Uh, she comes over, asks them what they want. You know, uh, uh, Jamie Fox orders four cokes for everybody. There's this really tense, you know, awesome scene standoff here we already talked about, right? Where um, Bats calls out uh, Buddy on him being, you know, failed stockbroker, failed marriage, maybe a kid. This is what happens. This is where you are now. You're just looking for the rush kind of thing. Uh, you know, he's Bats is just, you know, lives it or whatever kind of th- shit. Um, she comes back over uh, about food, right? But she walks away and then uh, it's time to leave. So Bats gets up and he's going to, he pulls out the gun because he's going to go over there and either kill her or he asked, you know, baby if he knew her or whatever uh, to kill her or whatever. And then baby grabs the gun and stops him. And then we all realize how tense the situation is and they leave. They go back to the thing. Bananas. Before, before all that, before we're <laughs> bananas. We're back, before bananas. I'll even that, I just want to point out to how much I love Jamie Foxx in that sequence when. When she's trying to tell Jamie Foxx how crazy uh, John Hamm is, and they get to the end, and he's just, oh my god, that was some Oscar award. <laughs> like, I just thought I loved his reaction to that show, and like, you think this fucking guy scares me? I'm not scared of anything. I'm yeah, bats, yeah, yeah. dude. Like, nothing scares me. It's yeah, but cool like John Hamm. When Buddy up being sees red, wild. you'll see black. Yeah. Like Buddy uh, did prove so- to be like unstoppable in like a, such a cool way. Hundred percent. 
Uh, as they leave, you know, Jamie Foxx like tip the nice girl. Uh, uh, baby leaves uh, twenty dollars for the four cokes, and then also a note that says uh, road trip two thirty or two in the morning or something like that. Yeah. Um, they go. Yeah. By the way, we already missed it. By the way, that uh, uh, everybody has to stay overnight. It's a big old lock-in, like we were talking about before. It's a sleepover. Everybody's got to stay there. Um, <laughs> so they go back to the thing. Uh, bananas. Uh, Doc's like, "What the fuck, man? They're supposed to say bananas. Nobody said bananas to me tonight." And Jamie Foxx like, "They were cops." And he's like, "I know they're fucking cops. They're my cops. They're dirty cops." No, they're not dirty cops. You know, they shot first. No, they didn't. Buddy, did they shoot? Buddy's like, "Yeah, they shot first. And then, you know, uh, Doc's like, "You know what? No, we're not going to do this. Call it off." Uh, and like, no, we're doing the job. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. And finally, Baby gets to be the deciding vote, and he says, "Fucking do it. Let's drive. We're doing it in the fucking morning. Let's do it." Uh, and so then he stops off and puts on some music. Uh, we cut to it being uh, two in the morning. Uh, Deborah is waiting at the diner. Quick, Baby's going to leave to go get her. Yeah. Why did Baby not say no at that point? I thought my, uh, I my thought was that I that would have been my thing too. Of like, yeah, we shouldn't yeah. fucking do this. Yeah, you got to. But know. I thought it was yeah a weird thing of he was worried about bats getting mad about it. He was worried mm. about the uh doc seeing through it or something i don't know I, I don't have a great answer for you on that one yeah me either like obviously i think he says yes because he thinks it's a good chance to escape but anything is a good chance to escape like any time is a good chance for him to peace out and and leave the city and leave the state or whatever i don't really understand his reasoning there maybe i don't maybe i'm just missing something hmm. But another, again, this is one of the things I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. There's some decisions that don't make sense, but I write it off because I enjoy the movie anyway. <laughs> totally. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, that's every movie. There's something, I don't, I don't know, that we don't fully understand for some reason. Yeah. Uh, oh, so now it's two in the morning. Like I said, she's uh, waiting at the diner. He goes downstairs quietly. You see Jamie Foxx open his eyes, and you're like, oh, this is going to be trouble. Uh, he gets behind the wheel, turns the corner right by the elevators, and boom, Buddy's there. Buddy walks over to the window like, what the fuck are you doing? And he has a shitty answer if he's going to go get coffee or whatever. Like, that's what he's up to or whatever. And it's a stupid I do, answer, of course. I do like Buddy here feeling kind of betrayed. Oh, like, totally. I got to deal with bats, and now I got to deal with you? Come on, man. Like, make this easy for me. And, and I like then... that, too, that you kind of see the flip of, like, a more intimidating, scary Buddy. Because up until yeah, here, yeah, I've been like, Buddy's a good guy. Buddy's, uh, like... But he's in baby's corner kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And then the scene gets even better because Jamie Foxx walks into the car yeah. and it's like, where are we going? It's 2 a.m. What are we doing? Yeah, and yeah, I just well, love, yeah. I just fucking love his character. He's so good at playing his role, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and, and so, he, yeah, he, he continues to nail it with the next scene where it's like they find he's like, what's this? He's like, yep, the, the, the one in your pocket. And then yeah. uh, that then we see Buddy flip even more where Buddy just suddenly becomes like, yeah, answer the what's question. What's going on, baby? Yeah. Answer the question, baby. Like, I just fucking love this whole sequence. Yeah, Jamie Foxx pulls out the tape recorder, plays it, it plays a little bit that he had recorded of uh, Doc from the previous scene. Uh, you know, shit fuck, you know, I, you know, I'm going to go, we can, I make these tapes, that's a stupid fucking excuse. Uh, we'll go, I'll go pick them up, we're coming with you, I live really far away. No, you don't. They sl- knock him out. Uh, he comes to, uh, in, the, in the room again with everybody at the table. And at this point, uh, he wakes up and then tries to get up and run. They shove him back down. They come in with the tapes, dump the tapes. He's like, what about Joseph? And you're like, oh, man, don't worry about him. He's, fine. He's you know, out of your hair or whatever. Uh, they, you know, all these tapes are spread out there. Yeah, and it's this uh, 
Like, what the fuck are they? They bring out the tape recorder. They play the one that is that uh, he's fat. Is was he slow? When is he fast? Was he slow? Uh, and it's everybody's kind of like, oh, this really is what he does. Like, what a fucking stupid hobby, dumb kid. We shouldn't have a dumb kid do things, but we do. Um, and from there, it's like, all right, fine, good enough. Uh, it's time for the job then, though. And so they roll up to oh they have the cool uh, things that'll block out their faces too little light uh, like they look like when tim got lasix but they have mm-hmm. light lights in them that'll cool. kill yeah. cameras yeah uh and so they roll up there and deborah and uh, uh no that's not right sorry uh darla and buddy go in the front door uh baby and bats roll around back uh baby puts it in park and in front or behind a construction truck with some poles and shit hanging off of it. Uh, Bats goes in, uh, baby sits there. It starts to rain, and like even that is kind of mixing with the music, too. That's not great or whatever. Oh, we skipped a good thing, too, in one of the scenes. I don't think, I don't think it's here. We had to restart the song at one part. I really like that. I think it was when the... It was, the, it was yeah, around was here. Yeah, Soldier was, like, Boy? Was it here? Oh, I thought it was here. Okay. Um... So while he's waiting there and the music's playing and it's very tense and we clearly know something's going to happen, the woman from yesterday who was super nice to him and Spencer, uh, she walks up. Baby makes eye contact with her. She smiles because she recognizes him and he does a head shake like this. And she's like, well, and he's like, and so she instinctively knows something's wrong, turns around, but then does the dumb thing of getting a security guard. She it's a fucking weird scene. Like this whole thing, I'm like, this didn't need to happen and it's it's not clear at all like how this would work in any world let alone the world that they're showing us here but this woman just like walk it up it's like how the fuck did she get that message from what he did what i felt like that he makes shook sense. his head no yeah he shook he his didn't, head no. he didn't he didn't light up or have any like positive I mean, reactions can, can you it? imagine going to a bank and seeing a teller and then the next day being parked and then them walking and you shaking your head at them and then them reacting the way she did 100 percent a bank the weird thing is, it's a post it's office. Post office, or whatever. So it's post not office, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, but I'm saying there is a. No, I, and this plays into your. This plays into what you're saying. I think yeah. more than what you think. But of. I think it was the fact that it was the back entrance. She was gonna go into her job, and they have that moment of like, she's expecting a, a like a friendly reaction, and instead he's like looks scared and is shaking his head no. It does. Like it works for me. It does work for me because it, it is that thing of like. And I, I'm just gonna sound so weird, I guess, but like there is an energy to all of us, and it is that thing of her, oh, the guy with the cute kid from yesterday, and the, like my first reaction would be like something is wrong here, and she does have that moment of him shaking her head, and she like looks at the door, and like it's enough for her to put together like I don't, this isn't right, which would, to me would be to flee to a safe distance and try to figure out what the fuck's going on, not go two steps yeah. down and get some fat security guard. Yeah, to me, but to me, like, it wasn't like a, oh, God, this guy's robbing the place. It's something's weird. Let me get the mm-hmm. security guard, mm-hmm. right? Which is why she didn't call the That's cops. She just That's brings over, fat security you know, guard couldn't get the job Bob, done. the security guard, is like, yeah, Paul shamer. Blart, get out of here. You know what I mean? But yes, to me, that wasn't weird. Especially the I think she was like, the guy's in the back loading dock. He's not supposed to be here. He's got a little weird energy. Let me go get the security guard. It's his problem now. Something's wrong here. This guy's going to steal mail. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna take ballots, toss them in a river. Damn. Yeah, yes, Andy, oh, we cool. hear you. Yeah. What? 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 That worked. It, it didn't work for me because all I saw that as is, you know, oh, he's he's not in his head. No, maybe he just doesn't recognize me. I don't know. Whatever. Let me just walk in. Like I, I don't. That's like a leap in logic that needs to happen because then at the very, very end of the movie, we need to understand that baby's a good guy and she could testify in court, and it's like, yeah. It's so it's 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 really weak and it's not great, but whatever. It it gets us to the next part of Jamie Foxx just getting impaled. 
Yeah, they run back out. They hop in the car. Uh, they shoot, shoot the security, the security guard right away. Uh, it's starting to pour rain. He's screaming at baby. He he says move or whatever, or go or some shit. And then he just hits the gas and yeah, impales him on the the rebar sticking out of the truck. Uh, baby gets out. He's like disoriented and angry. And like the cops show up and like you know, buddy's yelling at him. And it was very much like, all right, cool. Baby's gonna make the good choice here and like turn himself over and be like, I'm kind. I was forced into this. I guess I've done a lot of bad stuff too. But whatever. No, he runs. They run. Everybody's running. They're shooting. Uh, Darla doesn't get shot here, right? No, no, no. It's in the yeah. it's in the parking lot later on. Yeah. Uh, they give off chase. They all run. They're all running, doing their things. Um, this is where he runs through the park. They get they get separated. He runs into the park. Uh, he also got punched by Jamie Foxx and he lost one of his lenses. He runs in the park. He's running through stuff. He's parkour hard. He's hardcore parkouring left and right all over the place. Uh, Darla and Buddy, you know, get separated, go their own way. They got the police chasing them too. Uh, Baby does a bunch of different moves here. Uh, Tries to fit in in the mall. Doesn't quite work out. There's yeah, yeah. Steals, him. steals, steals stuff from the mall. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, st- yeah. I think it's just, just the funniest like comedy of errors moment of him still crashing into them. And then turn around oh, and be like, so yeah, good. He's like, you're a fucking you cursed, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you're a jinx, baby. Yeah, it's that's so when. Good. So we'll just jump over to there then. That's when they get out of the car to shoot it. Then she, uh, Darla, gets Darling. out with the Darling gets out with the two machine guns and shoots, but she gets shot and taken so out. Cool, John Ham sees that. We get that moment of him like turning into seeing red kind of thing, and he comes up fucking you know Max Payne and just starts blowing people away. I love uh, the escalation of spectacle with this scene. Like I feel like the pacing of all the different action and, and music based things throughout this movie all culminate in this giant set piece that feels like a twenty minute music video, and I love it. Um, so all that happens, and then baby gets away again. Kind of baby needs a battle. Uh, but eventually, he gets to stealing that old woman's car. Uh, that will be testifying court as well, right? She gets out, but he sits there going through the radio trying to find a song, which I really appreciated. Finds the song, then turns over and hands the bag, apologizes. He peels out. He goes to Joseph. Uh, he's like, time to go, Joe. Grabs all the money. Joe's trying not to do it. He's like, we don't have time for this. Uh, brings Joe downstairs, carrying him with all the money. Then here's on the car that like you can't come in that car because they're looking for that car. Uh, puts Joe and him in a different car. Takes off. Uh, then we're at the old folks' home where he's dropping him off and he's recording on his little tape recorder. Like I am Joe. I like you know peanut butter sandwiches with them spread to the edges and yada yada yada. Something again. The orderly's immediately gonna throw away. Take the money. Then call the cops. Be like there's a homeless guy on our front steps. Like right. This guy's mm-hmm. life is getting fucked over, Andy. I want you to know that. All right. Unless one of the good ones find him. But let me tell you it's hard because a lot of the bad ones are like me and that's what you would do and you would just make it you know i just we got all this money and i got a little new i got a too cool tape recorder too you know what i mean it's like when you open a bank account it's you cool that you have a bank account but it's better you're you have a toaster. with your money this right? is all just exactly. such incriminating evidence for in the future when Greg does do this, and they're like, "Is I Greg like really a bad guy?" And they just play back this whole sequence. He's like, "Well, there's a lot of bad people out there, Andy. Like me, I'm the one who would do this." I like to think that he's, like, yep, doing he's guilty that to keep himself from making the bad decisions later. Of like, oh, they're gonna know it's me. They're gonna know it's me. I said that. It's well documented on in review for some reason, and not any other shows that I leave Andy weird Instagram voicemails. Where I just send him little yeah. audio things today. Today I was walking with Jen in the park and I saw a dog with a cone on its head and I started giggling to myself. And I wanted to call if I would have been alone. I wasn't gonna do it in front of my wife and embarrass her. But if I would have been alone, I would have left you a little message, Andy, of like, I'm like a dog with a cone on my head. <laughs> who's, gonna, who's gonna remove the cone, Andy? Is it I'm you? Just gonna take it off, Andy. 
Can't be He's the dog. Take it off. Yeah. Can't be the dog. How Andy. comfortable does that make you? <laughs> you know, like, do you, would you like it to Quite stop? A <laughs> Quite a bit. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, 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 oh, a helicopter shows up and it's like, stay in your fucking houses. There's a guy who drives cars out here. And, and Joe's like, ah, fuck you. You'll never catch him. And they're like, go in your house, money man. But he doesn't. Um, baby then drives to the diner. He goes into the diner. Uh, he's excited to see uh, Deborah. He approaches Deborah and she's like, your, your buddy's here. And it turns and it's Buddy sitting there having a cup of coffee and he's got a gun and a paper. And so that's when, uh, you know, Baby and him have this confrontation. Uh, Deborah's there too, of course. Uh, you know, you, I was in love. She, uh, they're talking about her uh, uh, darling being dead on the TV. He's like, uh, you know, I'm gonna, you love her? And he's like, yes, I do. And he's like, I'm going to kill her too. So he gets ready to do it. But then there's a whoop, whoop. And it's the cops pulling into the coffee shop. And one of them comes in. He's just like, can I get the bathroom key? And it's like, ah, god damn, you fat people always having to go to the bathroom. You know what I mean? Damn, they get bro. a chill in the grocery store. They got to go shit. <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> Jesus, Greg. You're a monster. Yep. Yeah. What, because I tell my own stories <laughs> as a fat person? Anyways. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Uh, they he goes to the bathroom and then they hide the gun and then it keeps escalating a little bit escalating 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 and it's getting bad it's getting bad and then I forget what the final blow is but uh, John Hamm goes to make his move but Baby shoots him in the chest dropping him the cop freaks out outside <laughs> uh, Baby and uh, Deborah uh, run out the back uh, where other people are fleeing to another cop car and they're like he shot a person who shot a person that guy they're already gone by the time Stupid they turn over there and we've do- seen a bunch of times that just seems yeah. Yeah, he's a jerk too. He doesn't want yeah. Debbie on the phone. Look at him all running. Scared. Um, then oh, inside they go to check on John Ham. Like, are you okay? Yeah, sir. He shoots him a bunch of times. Um, then uh, oh, baby goes to a payphone. He calls Doc and he's like bananas <laughs> and he's like no 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 bananas ain't working now motherfucker this line is dead um and he's like bananas and he hangs up and then he goes to the hq where uh, doc is still packing up his cars because doc uh, very smart on some things very dumb on other things where he's just gonna chill out forever here um God, you gotta leave everything and go the cops just go are just burn it just burn it you know cops. what i mean Exactly. Every clean and dirty after you know. Um. So yeah, Doc and him have a conversation. Uh, then Deborah walks in. Deborah and uh, yep. you know, he, he's like, "Oh, you're you're in love with this girl." Yeah. Okay. Love is love or whatever. Come on. You know, he, baby was like, "I just want the one tape." He wants to get his mom's tape. Give me my mom's tape. Uh, I'll give you the money orders I have. I have them. Some one box of money orders, right? So it's like two hundred fifty grand or whatever. Um, and he's like, all right, fine, come with me or whatever. And he's going to take him downstairs. He's going to get him set up. Everything's going to be okay. You know, you're a good kid. I, I try to be a good, whatever fucking does. They go out there though. And, uh, he's like, all right, this is it. You know, get out of here. And then it, the cops show up. He's like, I got the, uh, yeah, the cops show up and he's like, uh, no, he came downstairs. He blew the away elevator. the cops that didn't die yet. He came down the elevator and shot yeah. the cops that didn't die. Right. They go down. Yeah. Yeah, and then the other cops show up, and he's like, "It's more cops." He's like, "It's not the cops. It's John Hamm." He's like, "Hey, baby!" And he's got the thing. Thing like, "Oh my god, he's a super villain. So he's bleeding." Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Um, he, he Doc gets shot a bunch of times. Then yeah, then uh, John Hamm from Mizzou runs over uh, <laughs> Doc. Then he slams in. He you know he slams into something. Then he backs over Doc's body, and the baby's in another car, and they're what driving the most, around in circles and shit. I feel like the way he. When he hit him the first time, 
violent. That looked awful. But when he runs him over in reverse, when he that smush, was shit. Him. Really smushy and gross. Brutal. It was smushy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, now they're having a whole, uh, driving around, not having a good time. They're driving in this parking garage and hiding from each other and they're turning lights on, turning lights off. I don't know. There's a shot. Once the or old twice. light trick. Yep. On and off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Batmobile stealth mode. Uh, His hair is just flopping around everywhere. It's beautiful. Eventually, yeah, like what happens? I don't remember. They get out of the thing, and there's another thing, and then they they're the standing at the tricky. side of the thing. Like he gets to the top and like crashes the car, kind of to make it look like oh something's wrong. But then he uses a car from the side to hit the car. Yeah, and push yeah, it isn't down Deborah standing right there the or something? Yeah, yeah, he uses Deborah's bait. Yeah, yeah. it works. And then, then yeah, then uh, John really Hamm's... tough thing to do though, right there. <laughs> like, yeah. like they had, they had, like, but here's the thing: he knows the timing of it. Like, he's like, hey, you're going to stand here, and then he's going to try to hit you with the car, but there's no way. Like, he's got a, a lot of you know, he's got this Mustang. <laughs> well, no, he knows about cars, Andy. He this knows how Mustang. fast the cop car, <laughs> how fast the cop car is going to go, and how fast his car is going to go. And he's like, oh, don't worry, I'm five feet off, so, like, I'm going to sure. hit him right before he hits you. You'll be fine. Like, I'm an expert. So all this happens, all this happens, and... Uh, at some point, I, we get the scene I talked about earlier that I liked, where you, you took something I love, so I'm gonna take something you love, and it's not the girl; it's his, you know, love of music, which is fucking crazy. Uh, blows <laughs> blows up both eardrums, right? And then Baby Jack's like, "Ew, my ears! I'm a baby goo goo." Uh, mm-hmm. And then I forget because I don't remember exactly what I'm gonna say. Is she picks up a muffler, <laughs> throws it at John Ham's head, he goes, "My head!" <laughs> and he falls down. I remember the fall, and I remember it, the love thing. But I'm just adding in the move, the muffler. She's like Captain America with she, a muffler. She hits him with a tire iron. Buffalo. And, and, <laughs> and baby shoots him, right? Or does she throw a muffler from across the parking garage? It's unclear. It's, it's, it's up to interpretation. It does that bing noise. He's like, ow, my head. I'm from Mizzou. <laughs> D-O-U <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so John Ham's dead We pick up with uh, They're driving a Ford Bronco or whatever uh, Through the sunlight, it's daytime now uh, And she's driving And Baby wakes up and it's all muffled or whatever And, because uh, his ears are blown out now And he looks at her and she's like, is this your mother? This is your mother singing? She's really, she has a beautiful voice or whatever. And Baby puts his hand to the speaker to hear it. And this is easy as well, right? It's easy. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, it's very sweet and beautiful, but also heartbreaking because Baby can't hear music anymore. Uh, but then there's a hard stop because they go over a little bridge that you assume alligators on both sides, crocodiles, you know? Uh, but at the one end of it, there's cops and then the other end of it's cops. And so, like, uh, I believe uh, Deborah wants to rev the engine or put it out or whatever. She wants to do something to it. She's and he to reverse tur- and peace out of there. That's like, the no. deal, yeah. And he, he reaches over and stops it and then he turns off the keys and takes it and he's like, you know, you're not meant for this world. Like, this is, you know, my problem, not yours. And he steps out and he throws the keys over the side into the water. And if I'm a cop, I'm like, oh, man, no. I was pissed about that. I remember seeing this scene in theaters, and once they pull up to the bridge and slow down, I remember having this moment of like, huh, okay, how are they going to end this? Like, how are they going to wrap this up? And pretty much from that moment on, I'm like, I don't really like like this movie. This is really falling apart for me. Last, like, three minutes of the movie? Yeah. Yeah, totally. But I mean, it's just apprehended. Mm-hmm. From here, he gets apprehended. He's, uh, you know, they grab him, they do it. Then we see him in court, where yeah, it's all the people we saw earlier that he was, you know, 
that saw him be involved but not be a main player right we get the woman with the purse we get the post office lady we get deborah we get joseph who are all like no he's a good person it's just like yeah he's got a bad rotten lot in life and you know what he loves music and he makes let me tell you i've never seen somebody take a piece of paper and put it through two butt cheeks better to make a song that's fucking on one take Mm -hmm. and i turn to the judge and i'm like that's what he should be on trial for sir he's wasting tape what is the rest i tell you it's one song three minutes it's a great song too that is 15 minutes of silence but it's him whispering a ghost story that's over come on i love i love greg's committal to that bit because he looked over at the judge the entire time he was talking which is great Nick, you i fucking love you greg i acting. love you greg it's, i love is. being in the sea you are what's that it. grover i believed it <laughs> grover <laughs> <laughs> come on come oh on. he's on your lap he's on his oh lap. no oh get it off my face <laughs> oh man so a, qu- right, a question mom a, qu- a question for everyone uh like does that girl get time in prison like yeah, she right. Because she was no, like she uh, helping a, a criminal. I mean, we don't know. No, I mean, like, they don't show you that. have to imagine but that. I a big defense does. lawyer is like, dude, a guy came in with a gun. She had no idea what was going on. And then well, there was like, just guns everywhere. It was in the, it was was on the news like the whole day, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, she, was aiding, yeah but, she was aiding and abetting, Kevin. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah. oh, she should go to jail. She's but jail the fact that she's writing him like, can't wait till you're out of jail. And he's like, fuck, you didn't get go to jail? What the fuck? <laughs> he's like, damn, that sucks. She's like, and then she's like putting in PS, can't wait to rob more places with you. I got away scot-free. Super easy for me. <laughs> Grover, did watch you out. I brought Grover yeah, over. I did. It was, it was the best part of my day. Of either delusion or improv. And I'm not sure where I'm at. Uh, both. The best, the best art is both. It's been 14 years of podcasting. It's the first time. Craig, this is what it, by the way, Craig, this is what it looked like from our perspective. Grover? <laughs> and then you proceeded to just pull, like, give him the dad safety hold. And then at one point, Greg, he cleaned something off your face. <laughs> Which I want to say, like, in my mind, it wasn't with his hands. He licked your face. No, no, it was his hand. It was his right hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, his yeah. right hand. That was clear. That was clear. Oh, God. Okay, yeah. And so then baby's in jail and he gets a he gets a, a bunch of postcards that we would assume means that um uh, it starts with the the diner but we would assume that yeah Deborah's on her road trip going across and sending him postcards and shit one of them being route 66 which in my interpretation is when he puts it up there he has that daydream that is akin to the daydream he had earlier of them in black mm-hmm. and white and even though yes this one does colorize i don't think you know he had he gets 5 years or whatever he had 25, 25. years but 5 years possibility for parole, parole 5 years right yeah. so uh, so i found the the quote that i was looking for in baby driver do you understand what the rainbow in the last scene means remember the teller tells him about the dolly parton quote he uh, says dolly parton i like her and she says everybody wants happiness nobody wants pain but there can't be a rainbow without a little rain he goes through the 5 year incarceration to get to the rainbow yeah, I mean, I think that, I mean, for me visually, Tim, you nailed it. When, the, the fact that it's black and white means, hey, this is a dream or, or like a flashback, right? But then the fact that it comes out and goes to color means that there's a realization of whatever that dream or flashback was. Um, so to me, it was like, 
was supposed to be. I think it was supposed to be a positive ending for him either way. I don't. I don't think you're supposed to be left with the feeling of he's rotting away in jail, never having made parole. Meanwhile, she's out there robbing banks left and right, giving him postcards just to taunt him like an evil like temptress. Well, I mean, the fact that the rainbow's there, I think, is part of it being a fantasy. And then also the fact of watching it right now on Amazon while I talk to you, like, it's not the same color palette as any of reality. Like, it it's is this glowy, dreamy bloom kind of to it. Oh, no, yeah, like, exactly. I, again, I don't think it's reality. I, think, I, don't, I don't think it's reality necessarily. I think, I think the, the, what they're inferring, or implying, rather, is yeah. that he has they're, a happy they're ending. They're going to end up there eventually. Right. I don't think that they That's ended up there now. Yeah, what I don't. I don't mean. I don't mean like he he rolled up his sleeves and was like wop bop loo bam wop. You know, like at? I'm gonna walk Craig, out. Look at Craig laughing. Grover is Grover in the kitchen? What's he doing? Is he giving him some cookies? <laughs> What's happening with Grover? Like, I saw him crawl up the couch. I saw him walk. I just, saw, like, I, I just looked in there as like a T posed Grover. What's about like, to happen? What's about to happen in like in three weeks from now? People to go remember Greg's last episode? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like, like the signs are so clear. The signs are so clear, yeah. is what they'll say. It's just a notepad. It's like the screenshot okay. of a notepad on Tim's phone. I'm just like, Yo, Greg needs to take some time off. I forgot what Grover looked like at Googly Me too. I totally. I, scary. Sick scary. I was thinking Cookie Monster, like not Cookie no. Monster, the bigger one, but Grover is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> You're seeing this right now, Greg. It's time to take a nap. Uh, all right. Andy, hit me with it. One sec. Here we go. Seven syllables in the middle. You need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. Shout out to that oat milk commercial, Andy, because oh. you're so right. That is the most Andy Cortez ass song I've ever great. heard. Yeah, Tim just asked me to write it out of nowhere. Nailed it. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form, just like Miscellaneous did back with another plot in review. One more job. I'm done. Winning, dining, having fun. Fuck another one. Worried about trust, even though he makes no fuss. Babies looking sus. He killed bats. That's neat. Firing bullets to the beat. This soundtrack is sweet. His sentence slated for five years. His home gated. Incarcerated. Holy shit. (laughs) Damn. Motherfucker used incarcerated in a haiku. That's really good. That was miscellaneous. Okay. Killing the game. Always. Uh, (laughs) Spragu says, Kevin Spacey sucks and Ansel's a creep, but John Hamm is the man. He's so cool. Mizzou's John Ham. Mizzou's John Ham. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Andrew Feisner says, Freedom, Desire. The soundtrack, Be Straight Fire. Now squeal them tires. Squeal. Good word. Squeal. Um, that's it. There we go. Those are our I Squeal tires on the road. Let's do a little a ragu. 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 Yes, bad yes. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys, the podcast within a podcast where we rank all the villains. Or wait, what are we doing this one? No, pro, we're protags. This is Ragu Protag, where we mm-hmm. are all the protagonists of this, the Edgar Wright cinematic universe. Currently, the rankings look like this. Number one, Nicholas, Angel, and Danny from Hot Fuzz. Number two, Sean and Ed from Shaun of the Dead. Number four, Scott Pilgrim. And number five, Simon Pegg in World's End. Where do we want to put Baby? Maybe. Somewhere in the middle, like right in the middle, maybe. He's very bland, but also not like. But I don't I like hate him a lot. He does cool things, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like he. I, I put him under does Scott. He do cool things. Well, I put him above Scott. Scott Pilgrim. That's what I said. 
I put him under Scott. I just I feel like Scott's a much more complex and conflicted character. I think there's just more stuff there for him from a character standpoint. I think Baby does you cool think things. He's but more again, complex. Yeah. Then and I, that, I mean, that sounded really yeah. indignant. I apologize. That's okay. uh, I know I, meant I just it disagree that way. because I mean I my and again this is my personal criticism of Scott Pilgrim. Not not like again it's not until the very end of Scott Pilgrim or Scott learns self respect and again it's just told to us what he's doing. But Baby Driver is conflicted the or Baby is conflicted the entire movie. Right? He doesn't want to do this Kevin Spacey stuff. He doesn't want to hurt people, but he's in over his head and has to. And then even mm-hmm. when he thinks he's out, we get that moment of him trying to start a normal life, getting a normal job, trying to be a normal person. He's pulled back in because he loves people. Scott Pilgrim doesn't love anybody, right? Arguably until the end, if you want, when he learns self-respect, yeah, I guess that's true. fix everything. I'm not, it's not, and I'm not, I'm just, I just think Baby is a three-dimensional character, whereas I think Je- Scott Pilgrim is what you see until you get told, no, he's not that anymore, he's this. Yeah, I think maybe I just enjoyed watching Michael Sarah's performance more than Ansel. Yeah, that's fair. That's I think fair. he just had a little bit more to, to work with there from like a comedic stand, you know, and he got sure. the actions like that too, whereas I just feel like Ansel was just a little bit, too um too too bland for me in this like he's a little too starched you know i don't disagree. So stiff that's what i'm looking yeah, for not starched gonna, stiff yeah i'm gonna kind of include the actual performance in there as well um because i do think i do think ansel's or i do think uh baby's story or miles rather uh miles. is a lot it, i i think his arc is a lot cooler and more interesting than scott's is but I, I, I'm going to include Michael Sarah being, you know, really entertaining in there as well. So I'm going to go below Scott Pilgrim. Okay. Seems like then the votes are to put it below Scott Pilgrim. So now it is time to rank the <clears throat> Edgar Wright movies. Currently, number one is Hot Fuzz. Number two, Shaun of the Dead. Number three, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. And number four, The World's End. To me, this is the easiest one we've had to rank so far. I put it right there in that open spot at number four. Bold. I would consider putting this above the world's end because I feel like this had Wait, some really unique action set pieces. <laughs> that's yeah, that, exactly that where it's Tim just put oh, it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you said open spot. At the end. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yes. Okay. Um, I, I agree with you, Tim. I would put that because I, I, I think the world's end just kind of was very bland, whereas this for me had some very entertaining... Um, uh, set pieces as far as like the car action was concerned. And I, I liked all that stuff. I didn't particularly care for a lot of the characterization stuff, but to me it was like once that stuff was over and he got back in the car, I was like, this is really cool stuff I haven't seen before. I like it a lot more than Scott Pilgrim, but I did not enjoy him. Can you leave that up actually? I, I, the Scott Pilgrim uh, movie, obviously. Uh, I would put it right up again in front of Scott Pilgrim, but then it gets interesting and I think it comes into personal preference now of where you want to go. Like I love Shaun of the Dead so much, but I do think this is a better movie but i do love Shaun of the dead so it gets interesting i mean not that i need to argue this but like i just don't think it's a better movie than Shaun of the dead because Shaun of the dead kind of just it nails what it was going for whereas i feel like baby driver the thing that it nailed was being really damn cool but that's a good point that there's so many elements of this movie like joe like the character of his dad that's so cool but they just don't go far enough with it where it's like (laughs) this movie feels very surface level with any of its actual character moments where it's like yeah sure they show us instead of telling us about baby's development but so much of it is based on like pretty cliche things of like okay well his parents died and you know like his mom specifically died and so much of it's based on that and like for every time they add an element to the world that's so cool with the music and with the like the way that he the the elements of him having a bunch of uh ipods and him making beats out of like the way people talk to him and all stuff all that stuff's cool i just don't think it really adds into 
a believable character or world in a way that Shaun of the Dead is entirely like consistent. That's true. All right. Well, I think I'm with I you. Mean, I say below Shaun of the Dead, above Scott Pilgrim for my vote. Below Shaun of the Dead. Above. Yeah, I, th- I think Tim to sort of riff off that for a second. Like I, I, I will. Uh, sorry, I think you said a lot of this is show don't tell. I would disagree. Um, I would say that a lot of the backstory we are told, this is why this kid is cool and this is what's going on, which I just don't vibe with. You know, I think we get to see him do awesome stuff, but a lot of that backstory and stuff like that, I just feel like it's spoon fed to us. And it doesn't really, to me, it doesn't make that character real. Like he doesn't feel like he really stands out. Whereas Scott Pilgrim, I hated the character, but he felt like he was a three dimensional character that was a little shithead that Michael Sarah nailed. Um, and so to me, I think a lot of that was why this movie kind of got held back for me because I keep coming back to the baby character and just thinking, uh, it's just kind of bland for me. There's nothing really there. Get in a car. Andy. Uh, I'm going to end up putting this. Uh, I, I agree with Tim. I'm going to put this at number four underneath Scott Pilgrim. I think it's still like a really damn fun movie to watch. I don't think it's as complete as Scott Pilgrim is. And I'm putting Scott Pilgrim obviously at a at a level below the first two of the Cornetto trilogy because I don't I think those movies are just so fucking airtight. Where I think I guess I'm like comparing this. What what would I want to show somebody who has never seen these movies before first? And I think I would go with Scott Pilgrim because it is so quippy and each line of dialogue is so funny and interesting and it's there's always a visual sort of gag to go along with the lines of dialogue and um and with baby driver i think it's still a damn fine movie but i wanted them to go a little bit further with the characters and what they're sort of i guess what happens to them i'm just i guess i'm so sad about about the dad just not really i'm just getting kind of written off because they need to hurry up and get to the end of the movie (laughs) Mm -hmm. Kev, what do you put it? Um, I, this is really tricky because I think it's right around there. Um, I, Scott Pilgrim, though, I I like so much, and there's so much of that comedy that like hits. But I think that as a film, this movie is just a little bit tighter in all the best ways. It still has the issues with like the the songs and all those things where it's like I wish they had done songs they meant more for me. But like the, with the songs that he used were used so perfectly that like like it's I'm glad he made the decisions that he did. So I guess for me I'd have to put this right above Scott Pilgrim. So three. So let's do the vote. Who thinks it's better than the world's end? Raise your hand. Everybody. Who thinks it's better than Scott Pilgrim? Raise your hand. Greg and Kevin raise their hands. Grover's so hands up. Grover's hands up. <laughs> Both of them are yeah. Oh fucking I hate, terrifying. I hate that so much. <laughs> So the rankings are uh, number one, Hot Fuzz. Number two, Shaun of the Dead. Number three, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Number four, Baby Driver. And number five, The World's End. Like I said, this week we're going to continue Indiana Jones in review. And next week we start with Magic Mike in review with special guests, Joey Noel and Chris Anka. Anka? Which one is Chris Anka? Chris Anka. Very exciting. The weapons stuff. arbiter himself. I can't wait for that. That's great. Get arborated. Uh, until next time. Bye. <laughs> My-